Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. And I don't, I don't think we should go around killing all the politicians. Recorded but if we, if we stop supporting them and stop supporting those people who support them, then they can just have their own little tea party and we won't care. Uh, my sentiments exactly. That's where the strength does lie in the in communities. And yeah, and, you, know, fed up. you know, Lech Lewinsa, I've never met him, but he's probably a nice guy, but when he organized the docks in Poland, there were no guns. You know, when you're dealing with a dock, those men who work on the dock can really pretty much bring everything to a halt. You want to see things stop in San Francisco? I know a couple of guys. You know, it's the, uh, the, the government thinks that we, we, we're just dupes. We're just idiots. And we may be. But we get to the point where our idiocy is now irritated by their desire to take everything you have away. We're no longer idiots. Now we're ready to fight. But, I, you know, everybody's going to lose in a fight, but if we don't give them any of the money, if we don't buy any of the products, you know, buying a product from a Fortune 500 company means you are a communist. A communist to make Lenin and Marx embarrassed. Buy a Philippo from GE? Are you nuts? Uh, now, that's, see, now, now I brought up another subject here, and now, I don't want you guys to fall asleep on me this week. Don't buy any nuclear reactors from GE either. No, but I think we can get some good nuclear weapons from uh, from the Ukraine. They even have a Star Wars program, don't they, that our missiles will be repelled <laughs> if we attack them. You know, Star Reagan Wars never was able to pull that off. Yeah, the, apparently the Russians. The, uh, well, no, they think they have some particle beam stuff that'll work. They don't. They just haven't practiced with it. You know, it's not whether or not it'll work. It's the theory. Because in all the movies, they haven't tested this stuff. You know, when it was time to get rid of Godzilla, they hadn't tested the stuff they used. They're testing it here at Vandenberg, but they seem to be blowing up every time they do. Are you that close? Oh yeah. I'm saying I'm about uh, 125 miles. They, so you know, when the the capitalist uh, uh, <laughs> people in Montecito here, the rich people, they actually have bought part of Vandenberg so they can, they can escape in their spaceship when the feces hits the rotary oscillator. Really? Um, yeah. Well, yeah. Do, do they need? Do they want a deal on uh, uh, shuttles? Good question. I don't know where they think they're going to go when they escape, but that's their actual plan. They bought it they're for that gonna... reason. There's a lot of really, you know, there's not just the merely rich here like Oprah. There's all the really B-boys, the billionaires who have lots of money, and they have enough money to buy a section of Vandenberg. I mean, check it out. This is this is not fiction. Well, it's, it's also ours. Why didn't we get the money? 
Not ours you know, anymore. They bought it from Vandenberg. <laughs> well, I, I understand that, but I mean, it was it, that's that's government stuff. It has a GSA number on it. The whole place has a GSA number. What is our money? Good question. I haven't seen any of it. I I think that's just in, unconscionable. Uh, but we can get them a deal on space shuttles. You know, and the. Uh, were, were, were you in Texas when the uh, bomb shelter deal was going on? Where were you then? Mm, now, I was in New Jersey when we were told to hide under our desk, like that was going to protect us from a nuclear explosion. Well, it'll, attack you, it'll protect you from the top of your desk. Yeah, but wooden desks is a really good shield. I, yeah, the, uh, um, you know, that's good for earthquakes, but I don't think it's very good for nuclear. <laughs> Over the years, have you known any survivors of Hiroshima or Nagasaki? I guess some people survive, but they have strong immune systems. But it's not a good idea. No, but I've had a chance to meet a couple of them, and it's uh, the fact that they were alive was pretty amazing. Yep. Because there, you know, there were there was sort of parts of them that were missing, and uh, you know, but they were they were really happy to be alive. And what you know, what kept them alive was miso. Sulfur and iodine. Seeking Unless numbers. they're missing their appendix, then it doesn't work. Then they use rue. Rue? But rue they have to be very careful with because it's a very potent herb. It got taken off the market pretty much in most health food stores because it's an abortifacient. And oh, okay. uh, people were using it uh, with success and without success, so they took that off the market. But you can get it in bulk still, but you have to use it very carefully. But people without appendix... The appendix serves a certain function and protection, and miso, even hacho miso, the three-year-old type stuff, doesn't work too well otherwise. Well, the uh, Phil Thomas's atomic iodine and sulfur seems to work fine. Great. You know, the, uh, um, what's interesting about what I hear, you know, I, I, I'm, they, they all could be lying, but what I hear is that everybody's conditions, you know, just improve. You know, we've had a couple of people say, oh, they're, they're dead. It's your fault. I say, okay, fine. You know, we still don't have an attorney. We have no intention of getting an attorney. Um, people call us and want sulfur. They ingest it. And, you know, and the only thing they have to do is agree not to die. I mean, Richard's still around. And, you know, and, and Adam doesn't take sulfur, so we understand that. Mark, are you prettier? Much. <laughs> See, I mean, you know, uh, in, in the states, it, organic sulfur makes girls beautiful, and down in Australia, it makes boys prettier and often smarter. Well, it's it's, it's quite funny the result when you when you uh, <laughs> they almost become like um, addicts because once um, uh, my my shipment was 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 light and uh, people yeah. were without it for a few days, and they're bugging the heck out of me. Mark, Mark, come on, hurry up. Yeah. I need a sofa. I need a sofa. For now. <laughs> yeah, we went to Arizona, and we left a note that, you know, if uh, you shouldn't die, but if you have to have it, call this number. And, and some people did. You know, it's um, if something works, you don't have to hype it. You don't have to, you know, the, the stories I tell are stories I hear. And I only repeat them or mention them when I've heard that story more than once. 
And, you know, it's, uh, after 47 years of listening to people complain about their health, I've, I've got a pretty good ear for what's going on. I don't, don't know anything, you know, but I hear what they say. And um, Mark Circus in, in Brazil is talking about listening, you know, solitude, but listening. I mean, it's our ability to listen. And I, I think that sulfur has allowed me to listen better. I haven't gotten into a fight on the phone for a long, 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 long time. And everybody knows how easy it is to get into a fight on the phone. It's like getting into a fight over an email because you didn't read what you wrote. You know, it's, life is all about communication, whether it's ourselves one-to-one or ourselves one-to-one or ourselves one within the community, within the matrix. You know, we're all within the matrix. The stars in heaven are in the field, which happens to be the matrix. The um, We're not trying to win converts or anything. We're just trying to address the fact that if you don't feel good, you know, it could be your sulfur deficient. You know, how's that for a challenge? And if you take sulfur and you feel better, well, it could have been that you were sulfur deficient. You know, if you stop taking all of the medicines of, offered to you by your doctors, well, it could be that you're, you know, no longer sulfur deficient. You know, how do we know that we can win this battle? Because every drug that's advertised by pharma in the United States and those places that have television advertising about drugs has been replaced with organic sulfur with absolutely no ill side effects. Now, how long is pharma going to last? It depends on how many of us get on the bandwagon and stop buying the drugs of pharma, stop buying the nasty GE light bulbs. You know, stop buying any of the Fortune 500 crap. There's a rich person down the line anytime someone buys anything from a Fortune 500 company. And yet, they don't employ us. They employ people in Europe and in South, or South Africa and in, in South Asia. Some of them even in India. You know, just call your bank and see who you get. Uh, and there's no problem with that, except, you know, it's it's the communication is, is interrupted because the language is, is, even though it's the same, it's different. You know, so we can win this thing quite easily. And Donald Trump still is opposed to the vaccine, and we need to make sure he stays that way. So we're going to, you know, we'll have to talk to Donald. It's serious stuff. Even Australia apparently is going to be worse than California now because your medical benefits are going to be taken away if you don't get that jab. Oh, no, you you didn't hear I asked the question to Mark. If you don't get, as an 80-year-old, if you don't get your vaccinations and you're not, uh, you don't get your pension. That's right. At you least know, California that, isn't that bad yet. Well, if you don't get your jab, you, you can't work in a school. That's good. We need to destroy the entire school system, as far as I'm concerned. It's prison for children. You know, I, right. Yeah, that guy, that John Gatto, Gatto, what's his name? John Taylor Gatto. He's the one that yeah. reminds us that Admiral Farragut was 10 years old when he captured his first ship and took it back to the United States, and then he went off at 12 to fight the pirates of Tripoli. Most kids would be in fifth grade for the first and seventh grade for the second. Kids are adults, and we make them incomplete persons. 
while we make them adolescent idiots. Adolescence was invented by the Rockefellers, by the way. It is a term that never was before. I mean, look at Thomas Jefferson and George Washington. They owned plantations when they were 11 or 12 years old and managed them. Yeah. Check your history. Well, you had- and look at the people who ran the American Revolution. They were all youngsters. George Washington was the oldest guy there. Well, the now I think it falls on our shoulders as the oldest guys to make sure that the youngest guys, like Mr. Mark Zuckerberg, don't you know fritter his wealth away just to save taxes by killing well, children. I'm sure you're vaccinated and on Ritalin. Yep. I hope not. They, I, you know, I mean, you know they are. If the boys show any intelligence, they put them on Ritalin and they're in the first or second grade. Well, the only thing is, I've got a pretty good eye for people who are on Ritalin, and both Gates and Zuckerberg don't have that look. You know, all you have to do is look at the faces of the, quote, shooters at Columbine and in Arizona and stuff. They all have the same look. They're not there. It's LSD. About 99% of Silicon Valley gurus are on LSD. That's been shown, and they've admitted it. Yeah, but the, the the starter drug was Ritalin. Could be. <laughs> well, no, no, they were I'm pretty young. Bill Gates. Could you be. know, it's, uh, if a mom can't handle her smart child, and then sometimes this oh, this is this is crazy. What are you guys doing here? Um, I'll, uh, I'll fix the wall on the break. See you in five. Thank you. A magic wand, a globe made out of gold No instructions or commandments Laws of gravity or indecisions to uphold Printed on the box I see Acme's build a world to be Take a chance, grab a piece Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, and Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Food prices going up 
closed, unemployment insurance running out, jobs leaving the country. Many people cannot afford to eat or keep a roof over their head. Too many can do neither. Messiah's Branch has a mission church in Wichita, Kansas that helps the victims of this banker's economy, the American people, your neighbors. The mission is the last hope for so many Americans. We need your help to lift up the poorest of the poor. These are men, women, and children once had homes, now in the street. They all need what you need. First aid, beds, food, clothing, and so on. You can send a monetary gift or a box of necessities to 230 West 4th Street, Florence, Kansas, 66851. Or donate online by going to wichitahomeless.com. Call 316-619-4886. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulphur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
Welcome back. You're listening to the Software Hour Plus One. We have one more hour of this scintillating excitement for you. And um, we, we sort of made this a special program for Mark Zuckerberg Berg, and all those people who have too much money so they feel they should give it to concerns that will harm children. That means that Mark, you know, Mark Zuckerberg is a pedophile. His, his wife, Chan, doesn't know he's married to, she's married to a pedophile. And the daughter, Max, has no idea that Mark is a pedophile. You know, look it up. There's no sex involved. It's just he who harms a child. So uh, I haven't introduced anybody all night because I've just, it's, you know, it's, I've been just anxious. Dr. Richard L. Stump from Muncie, Indiana is my co-host, and I appreciate the fact that he's always here and the fact that he will never love the Fed. Say hello, Richard. Hmm. All right, Richard, you don't have to say hello if you don't want to, but you can at least say hi. Oh, y'all. All right, very, very good. And then uh, Mark Price from Australia, uh, who has not been incarcerated and did not kidnap the Prime Minister's dog. That was misinformation. Mark, say hi. Mark. Uh-oh. You think they got him? Well, all right. And then from Brace from Antares is Adam Bergstrom. And sure I are. The, yeah. What, hey, Adam, what's your, why don't you tell these fine people uh, what your uh, secret websites are? My secret website is, uh, is uh, solartiming.com. And the other okay. one is sunsinknutrition.com. That's the second one is a subscription one, and the other one's absolutely free. Aha. Uh-huh. And have you had to give any of the money you got from the subscriptions to Oprah? No, she's making too much money from the first one. Uh, the first one is, uh, is uh, solartiming.com. That's free. And Over the years, Adam has learned that there's a certain time to eat pecans and a certain time to eat pistachios and a certain time to eat cranberries. Is that true? That's true. Okay. It helps. And, you know, circadian rhythms. Yeah, I mean, the circadian rhythms are so, so interesting. Um, it didn't take long for us to realize that if people didn't drink water, that the sulfur wouldn't work. And, and, and then it came to our attention that if they drank water late at night, they were up all night going to pee-pee, and therefore they weren't dreaming. And if you're not dreaming, you're not regenerating your cells. And, you know, so um, something that, that man must have recognized early, because the sun came up and then it went down. Yep. And, and by the way, the yeah. medical establishment has tried to defang circadian rhythms by saying it has something to do with genetics. But the main timer of the human body is the human blood cell. And I don't know too many genes in a blood cell, do you? Well, you know, Levi Strauss tried to bring out a new pair of genes for blood cells, but they didn't fit. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. You know, um, if you go online, you can find a... um, Bruce Lipton talks about uh, the field. And the field he's talking about is Einstein's discussion of the field. Without the field, nothing happens. And the uh, being that uh, Bruce Lipton is a geneticist who's cloned cells, you know, hey, we can listen to him, I guess. And now he's a hippie. We like that even better. Uh, but it, 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 it removes the idea of genes. 
When Richard was conceived in the back of a buggy, when Adam was conceived in a rocket ship, uh, when I was conceived, uh, I guess, at home. I'm, no, I was in an airplane over France. Um, our genetic code was set. The blueprint was set. And, and the only thing that's going to affect that, not the blueprint itself, not the DNA, but what the DNA does is the environment. And, you know, I don't think we had anybody on the show who would say we're doing a really good job on the environment. Our air is a little funny. Our water is really funny. Uh, the oceans are really funny. Our fish have two heads. You know, it's um, we're allowing man to destroy the field. One of the most prominent uh, circadian rhythm researchers, that Black Ball, because he showed that it wasn't in the gene. He's the guy, you remember, that uh, put a potato in the dark, underground, in a cave, and then put it in a pressurized container so it couldn't be barometric pressure, put it in lead, couldn't be that, and the potato was able to tell the weather a day or two in advance and keep on time. It is... Do you have this tel- this potato's phone number? Yeah. <laughs> he used, I forget, millions of hours of, uh, of uh, hours examining these potatoes, by the way. So this was not slap, uh, what do you call it, haphazard research. And no, no. They, yeah. they, uh, basically, the genetic people claimed that they disproved him, and of course they didn't. And now the latest discovery about the blood cells timing the body, and even... The brain is supposed to direct the blood, but it turns out the blood is directing the brain. Check that research out. It's out there now. That's destroying their ideas about uh, DNA. And by the way, all of your Internet gurus, they're all into donating to uh, and starting genetic programs. Their money is in that, too. Google, uh, Mac, all of them. Apple, etc. Well, it's a make-work project. You know, 9-11 was a make-work project. Uh, the war in Syria is a make-work project. Uh, of course they're going to support that. But, you know, we're the people who have to be the end. We have to give them the nickel. You know, we have to give them the nickel so they can get away with what they're doing. And we need we Syria no. to get that pipeline to the Mediterranean. Hmm. Well, um, I still haven't gotten a hold of Bill Mollison, and I know Mark has wanted to do that, and he probably will because he's in Queensland as well. You know, but but Bill makes the best argument I've heard from anybody on how to use compressed air instead of gasoline. Yes, he does. Chicago did it, and and the the original New York subway was run on compressed air, but then Boss Tweed put an end to that. Well, yeah, he was a he was a bad guy. No. We don't want to give him too much airtime. He had the ground transportation, so it competed. And by the time they did come in, then Rockefeller got a hold of it. And, and now we had a reason to use oil, even if it was oil, uh, electricity derived from oil. And as Bill Mollison pointed out, all of the books on that air pressurization have been taken out of all the libraries in the world. As amazing as that sounds and co- conspirational, it certainly removes the accidental theory of history. <laughs> well, they, um, they removed, they, they stopped printing any, any articles about sulfur in 75, and Lynn Horowitz's uh, article, The uh, CIA and the West Nile Virus, it explains all, what that's all about. And pharmaceutical companies paid the petrochemical industry not to put the sulfur back in the fertilizers. They couldn't have done it, but they mm. paid them not to. You know, so it's... Um, the those people who used to be 
high on the hill in the manor and would go to war with the other guy who was high on the hill in the manor, or now in high on the hill in the manor, and now they want us to go to war for them because there's too damn many of us. Now, you know, if 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 Putin wrong show, I would say just exactly what does that mean? Because uh, for governments to exist, they have to be three percent. And with all these people in the government, they're still less than one percent. They're just like the rich folks. They're really outnumbered now. Hmm. And so, you know, if if we lean on what Poland did, you know, what do we do? We just say no. That's all. Just say no. And you know, and, and make sure that you're communicating with your neighbors because they may be your last stand. You know, I, mean, I don't know my neighbors. You know, I've got to go out and meet my neighbors. This is horrible. I don't want to know my neighbors. But, you know, it's, it's, we have to put our priorities in place. Our first priority should be our health, because what can you do if you don't have your health? Can you return to Antares without your health, Adam? Cannot do. You do? Even us in, even, no, I cannot do. Even us oh, Antarians, okay. that rule follows us also. Excellent. And, we, put, you know, we put Lord Health before Lord Dollar. Um, and I'm, you know, I, I'm trying to think of a, of a society where that was true. You know, since we had, since we had fear, and therefore we figured we have to be behind someone who has armies, then we didn't have these problems. But you know, fear came in the land. Well, fear come in the land because there's some people who are bullies. So you not only declared war on the uh, religion of science, but we've also declared war on any form of bullying. What was the name of the Roman Empire that put a tax on pooping? Every time you took a poop, you had you were charged. I think that was the, the second Bush administration, actually. <laughs> Could be. But I don't. I, I hadn't heard that. It's real you know, history. But, yeah. Yeah, but the, you know the um, when when they went to Babylon, they found they had flushable toilets. Twenty six hundred BC. And then we wow. forgot what a toilet was because we were at war. You know, you can't build toilets if you're at war. You know, they, they didn't have traveling honey buckets or anything of that sort. It, this, the simplest things that we just ignore on a daily basis, you know, going to the bathroom, uh, grabbing a snack, something of that sort, you know, in back in the day, you'd have to take your spear and go out and kill your food. Then you'd have to figure out how to make a fire to cook your food. You know, life is a little more complicated in its, in, in its less complicatedness. But if we say no to the complicated, the complicated goes broke. That, that's, that moment of silence is for people to realize broke means the rich have no money anymore. Yeah. The financially like, disadvantaged is the euphemism. Yeah, and the... Uh, you know, the more you have, the more you can lose. And so this is a perfect time to pick on them. Good time to boycott. Yeah, By the way, I mean, Oprah's doing well. She invested in Weight Watchers, and the stock went up so high, I think she made $70 million in a week. Well, you know, she should probably in, in, invest that money in vaccine research so she doesn't have to pay taxes. 
That's coming, I'm sure. She was at Kiowa Island with the rest of, the, of those jokers. That meeting um, with Bill Gates, you know. You remember? Uh, there are some things that I choose not to remember, and that could be one of them. That's a good one. They all got together to promote two things, vaccination and sports. Sports is the biggest. They already decided they were going to get the Lakers and all that in advance. They're going to they're going to vaccinate the Lakers. Nope, it's sports. Uh-huh. It's sports is bread and circuits is how they keep people in thraldom. They do it with pets too, you know. Keep if people are busy feeding their pets and watching sports, they can't follow that their pockets are being picked by corporate swine. The uh, I would think that it would be hard for a cloven-footed hog to pick a pocket. <laughs> I'm using the Hunter S. Tom and, uh, Tom, uh, oh, okay. yeah. terminology. You know, everything was corporate swine to him. Well, and um, if anyone's read uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, a very interesting book, much better than the movie and much better than Fear and Loathing on the Campaign Trail, uh, because it gives you an idea that Hunter S. Thompson really was nuts. You know, when I was in Hawaii... Healthy nuts. Uh, when I was in Hawaii, someone told me that he was working on a house up there in Hawaii, and Hunter S. Thompson came to visit. He chug-a-lugged an entire quart of tequila or vodka, threw it up yeah. over the balcony. The director whose house he visited said, what the hell did you do with my booze there? And Hunter S. Thompson drove to the store, came back with another bottle of booze, and just drove away. So he really lived that lifestyle. Well, I sent him a belt buckle back in uh, 76, sent it to the Jerome Bar, and I don't think he ever got it. Um, but the, He was uh, good with guns anyway. Well, you know, think about this. They say that Hunter S. Thompson shot himself twice with a double-action forty four revolver. How do you shoot yourself twice with a double-action forty four revolver? you got to cock the damn thing again. That takes talent. That's a... That's a uh, it's, uh, you know, it's when there's a reason to cover up what's going on, we'll cover up what's going on. That's what we need to stop. You know, this thing in San Bernardino, I think that was tragic, but why? You know, why would this sort of thing happen? Well, a lot of people are killed when people are talking about gun control. Like I said, we can sell you rocks four cents a piece. You, you pay the postage. And, you know, and there's no law against having rocks. There's actually no law against having Molotov cocktails. Uh, you know, they evidently just don't understand how many of us there are. And and if we become, you know, motivated, there was a scene in the movie V where everybody showed up with the same mask and hat on. We have that same mask right now. We don't need to wear a mask. We're free men. Adam sort of demonstrated to me that we're not citizens because that means we're owned. Is that right, Adam? We are all. We've been yeah, well, for a I'm, long time. Yeah. Well, you, aren't you having a lot of problems with uh, some Americans over there? Well, they call themselves Americans anymore, but they uh, they renounce from the system and they have their own republic, and now they're causing a whole um, bunch of criminal acts and all that sort of stuff now. They're arresting him all the time. Oh, a good friend of mine did that. He got away with it. He's declared his living room a nation, and he pays no taxes. <laughs> Do you have his phone number? 
<laughs> no, he likes to keep it secret these days. <laughs> I would imagine. The, um, um, you I know, know another yeah, a lot of other people. By the way, the trust can be done in such a way, just like the Queen of England. Isn't it even on the Forbes list? She has much more money than most of the people on the Forbes list. And they do the same thing. A friend of mine is a master of trust. He plays their game, and he's yeah. not listed as he's listed as, as a poor man, almost, well, middle-class man. And he yeah. has all kinds of money tied up in trusts like they do. Now, the trusts that they try to sell you, those don't work. A true trust, you don't have to register at all with the IRS, and that is done on a regular basis in the United States so by um, the B-Boys. Yeah, the um, unless you're going to go to school for six years and learn everything about trust as a lawyer, you probably will know nothing about trusts. But there's, you know, but you don't have to. You don't have to go too far to learn about torts. If you are damaged by someone else, that's a tort. What's the name of that trust that you don't have to uh, register? You know, I'd have to ask my friend's name for it because he's the expert in that. He's advised, oh, other, other friends have tried to use these various trusts, and he's warned them, don't do it, they'll get you. And without exception, they've got them. But uh, there are trusts that can be done. It's It's difficult. But he's bought major property uh, with it, and it works really great. Yep, and it's perfectly legal. It's not like you're doing anything wrong. They don't like to tell people about these uh, loopholes. Well, I know. I would imagine the reason they don't like to tell them is that they want someone who has a lot of money, not a little money. Yep, and there's a lot of businesses. Now, you go out there and try and get those type of trusts, there's people who are going to yeah. cheat you. They don't work. You have to get the right trust. And again, if you have to give a Social Security number or register with the IRS, you don't have the right trust. Anything that you register like that, forget it. They're going to get you. In fact, it's like waving a red flag in front of the bull if you have one of those trusts. Do you have our bull? <laughs> you know, it's... Um, and they say animals are colorblind. What the heck? Um, the uh, Most animals respond to movement. And so if you, you know... You can wave a yellow flag in front of a bull, and they'll still get irritated. I think it's interesting that they used to hypnotize colorblind people, and then they could see. But as soon as they got out of hypnotism, they couldn't make it stick. What's that about? Well, from your retina to your uh, visual cortex are 11 billion nerve fibers. And if you're going to make color, you have to use multiples of those nerve fibers to do so. And the only part where the color exists is in your fovea, in the macula. Ah, uh, so hypnotism no... could make that work then. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's, there's no reason for it not to. The question is, why isn't it working? Why, why is it only males to get colorblind? Uh, that's not true. Why, it's only what? Huh. Males. There are women who are colorblind. Oh, no. Yeah, men are 20 times more apt to because they only have a single gene, supposedly, but... That's yeah, if they would stop wearing Levi's jeans, they uh, wouldn't have suffered that problem. That's the problem. There's um, um, one of the strangest things regarding people's vision is retinitis pigmentosa, and it's a uh, it's believed to be a bacterial or viral infection that eats all of the rods of the of the retina. The last thing that it eats is the cones. 
And so you have your central vision and a minor bit of color vision until they eat that. And, um, you know, if you follow people with something like that, and, you know, they, they can see you the first time they meet you, and then down the way, they, you know, unless you're right in front of them, you're not there. Well, so how and do they explain that uh, so many people under hypnotism can see with their stomach, even through walls? That's been validated by many people like Charles Dickens, even, and all kinds of famous authors and scientists. Yeah, anyone who studies mesmerism will see that was done on an ongoing, regular basis. But they couldn't make that stick either. No, and you know, and I don't know regarding that because when we, you know, when we used to photograph the retina, we never aimed the camera at the navel. Yeah, and remember all the in Life magazine, all those Russian housewives who were taught to distinguish colors with their fingertips. Now, I think I have an explanation for that. Okay. Ah, uh, because of the heat. Oh, wait, there's no time, so we can't have frequency. Oh, well, exactly one thing. Except That's too frequent. These are in the back room, and you don't have to see them. Uh-huh. Frequencies are there whether you have time or not. Now, well, the frequency it, you know, means frequent, though. How can you be frequent and not have time? You have you 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 forget what just happened. You're only dealing with what's going on. You don't care about what just. But happened. then they, you couldn't have a frequency like red and green because you if you only had one. You don't have multiples because frequency is measured in multiples, like with an oscilloscope. Well, Sal's not on the show, so he can't explain that with his violin. Aha. That's timing, definitely. Yeah. But the, the, what they explain it with, but I, I don't believe it's timing either. I think it's yeah. an, a, an illusion, but I'm not qualified to explain it. I, I'm not either, but I'll give you an idea of why there's this discrepancy. And, and it's something that Bruce Lipton talks about. It's called perception. You know, are we really are we really in, surrounded by a world that exists, or is it our perception that it exists? Oh, uh, I don't believe that. You had the realization that you know, this world exists. But other than that, it's your perception. So some people who, I mean, you know, we had a rare uh, ability to work with people who were really sort of nuts and we knew they could see colors but they said they couldn't see colors they could pick out the numbers on a, a, a chart on the Ishihara test but they couldn't see colors they couldn't tell if it was red or green or anything of that sort otherwise something had turned off their ability to see those frequencies mm-hmm. so, and, and then it made them believers that they couldn't see them it's our perception. Yeah, I'm on board with that. Uh, and it, it, you know, when you when you when you see our perception of our health uh, change, as, you know, as I've seen, you know, and sometimes it blows you away. You know, I mean, this is this is you know, quote seriously sick people who are not seriously sick anymore. I went up to a woman in emergency that they gave uh, 12 hours to live. I got there when supposedly three hours, and I just gave her an option. I said, uh, everybody else expected her to die. I walked up to her and said, I grabbed her little frail hands. She was about 90 pounds soaking wet, full of tubes, and I said, repeat after me, I am a winner. And she yelled out, I am a winner, and she was out of the emergency ward in a few hours and went home. Everybody who had flown in to see her die had to go back to Nebraska and other places. That was, 
Um, well, I feel horrible because I can't remember his name. Clayton Miller. Um, he and I ran into each other through various people who were B-17 pilots or crew members. And uh, everybody flew into town to bury him. And he'd been taking sulfur for about two weeks. And so instead, I took him to lunch. And, you know, and he, and he didn't die for another six years. But, you know, it's, it's yeah, it, we can have an opinion or we can have perception or we can have biology. We'll see you in five. Thank you. People realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. Countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149. $49.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. 
American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Max. 
Isn't it funny, by the way? Well, life is just a hoot. They uh, they uh, don't feed the starving children. Instead, they vaccinate them. I guess they don't want them to die of uh, viruses, but they can die of starvation. Well, Adam, I I know that you're you know new to this planet, and so th- you may find this really hard to believe. Um, I've I read so many uh, reports of really qualified and wonderful people in white coats who are scientists who say this. Exactly the same thing that uh, our, our fearless captain of the Enterprise said. You know, um, what is his name? Who's that? What's his name? Bill, what's his name? The actor. Hmm. All right. Everyone's going to have a brain fog, and I remember, uh, you know, okay, well, everybody knows that Captain Kirk was the guy who was the actor, and this actor saying yeah. like he was a scientist or a space captain. There's just too damn many people. No, we can't feed them all. Well, yes, we can. My goodness, what is? (laughs) That's the world. Was that was that one of those secret uh, audio weapons they use in uh, medics? and tell us who's what's going on. <laughs> so what you you? Someone's it's delivering the harmonica? It's you know, it could be Morse code. But I'm you know, I'm serious. It's, here's, here's a guy who wanted social media to be effective. Fine. Write to him and tell him what you think. If you think some vaccines are great, tell him so. If you believe that his daughter could either get cancer or totally disappear, making Chan's life just miserable. When mothers lose their children, they grieve. You know, and anybody who's going out and harm a child and then also screw up a mother, that's a real bad guy. You know, is Bill Gates a bad guy? Yeah. Is he an idiot? Yeah. Do I have any right to say so? Yeah. You know, is Mark Zuckerberg going to follow down the rail? You know, I mean, it's it's the one person. They just don't like the unwashed peasants of County Mayo. And, you know, and guess what? We don't like them. And we outnumber them. And we're going to make that just readily apparent. So, but, you know, if, if you have a Facebook, and, you know, just, just, just pretty much as I, you know, you know what about Max? Mark, you know, what, what about your daughter, Mark? You know, what if she gets her a little injection at two years old and disappears? Gee, now what have you done? What if he was talked into it by his wife? Isn't she a medical doctor? I, she could be a medical doctor, but I, I, think the, uh, I think the whole motivation is where can you get the biggest bang for your buck when you give money away? Yep, a joint decision, I believe, of both of them. Well, obviously, you know, they don't value their child very much. I've I've talked to so many mothers who regret and are so guilty about the fact that they had their child vaccinated. The ones who have their children back aren't thinking about it. Well, what you have is you have a government trying to say that they're more important than the child's parents. And if they allow that to happen, then they, the government has become... Uh, a 
satanic overlord of that child, and they no longer actually exist as far as the government's concerned. So it's a, it's a complete explosion of our civilization from the top down. There it's, it is uh, in a nutshell. That's great. <laughs> yep. Well, you know, I, I give the squirrel in our tree nuts, and he breaks the shell open. <laughs> I think we need to do the same thing. You know, we need to get through the husk, get well, through the armor. And any people, like the Australians, uh, like uh, Patrick says over and over, uh, they're a, a thousand to one as far as that government's concerned. I'd get rid of that government. They need to take their weapons and go get rid of their government officials from the top down. And Not they're they're bottom up. Top down, yeah, that's... And that's they're school officials, because that's why they have schools, to separate children from the parents. They even have that's to right. take a kindergarten exam now. Have you heard about that? No. I passed. I passed. Well, anyway, Max had the right idea. Those people need to get take their guns, take their automobiles, whatever they got, motorcycles, and get down to the, to the capitals, uh, the state capitals and the federal and get rid of all the top officials, especially the lawyers. The lawyers should all be put in jail, every one of them. Well, Jennifer is, you know, one of our lawyers. She's not our lawyer, but what the lawyers need to understand is um, that they're part of the people who they're supposed to protect, not eat. You know, when when sharks eat sharks, nah, you've got a bad situation. And when lawyers go after the people who they're supposed to defend or protect or represent, then we've got a corporate, you know, it's a corporate lynching mob. Yeah, it's a corporate fascist state, and, they, and the, the, the people back of it are the bankers with their insane interest charges on paper money. That is a source of the power, because they just spread that money around. They can print all they want. And that's well, they... They've done it enough to give, you know, Zuckerberg uh, hundreds of billions of dollars so he can give away a bunch. But, you know, let's concentrate on Max. Let's concentrate on this little girl. I mean, you know, my goodness. I mean, you know, she's a mixture of two different races, not only genes but chopsticks. And, uh, you know, but, <laughs> but she, I'm more concerned about her than I am concerned about Margaret Chan. I'm more concerned about that baby. And I don't want to take that baby like I was the government. I would just like to keep the bullies away from that baby. Do we really well, want them to reproduce? That's what the parents are for. Every child has parents. Well, I understand that, but some of them are badly trained. I don't know. You, know, you just can't go and have a reproduce. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, in nature, even there's parenting. There's just very few species that do not parent. This is the worst. Right now, they're abandoning their children to the government. They put them in kindergarten. They have pre-kindergarten here in Muncie. Yeah, or they put them in the garbage dump. Two years old, they start them in acting as if they were old enough to go and sit at a desk all day long. It's, it's idiotic. Well, as you know... Um, can you get Gatto on our show, Adam? I mean, I keep getting you involved in trying to... He, had a, he had a stroke, unfortunately. Patrick Timponi tried to get him on, but he got someone else, and he's not... Uh, he couldn't give as good explanations as Gatto. Okay, but see, if he's had a stroke, 
Patrick uh, Flanagan being the best example, it's uh-huh. so clear his language. Could be. You know, because I, I think the uh, his uh, his premise is always overshadowed by his name. Yeah. You know, that's a very powerful name. My goodness, I mean, no, that's a big name. And uh, and I, I I love the humor in what he says about you know school. <laughs> Because he's humorous about it. He's not just you know, hard, well, nasty, nasty, nasty. Uh, but, yeah, I would think in um, all around six weeks his speech would clear and he could be on the on our show. That's great. Has he cleared any at all? Yeah, uh, I, I, he, he says he can write now. This is through other people, but he can't talk correctly. But he's able to get his brain functions back, so he's writing again. You know, when uh, it used to be my job to photograph people who had strokes, and you know, they that nerve setup that you're you know sort of screwing with by plugging up an artery, it's going to take out an eyelid, it's going to take out the corner of your mouth, and it's going to take your hand and you, and sometimes your foot, and you'll drag your foot. And it's um, you know, and when you see that go away, I mean, when Patrick came on the show and said, "How do you like my youthful voice?" Well, that was the return that hadn't happened. That was the only thing that hadn't come back was that voice part, his little stammer. Well, he doesn't have that stammer anymore. You know, and I think he understands how it worked. You know, how do you clear that the calcium carbon down that blood vessel? Well, you break it down with sulfur. So it's uh, the uh, if, if I had a way to call her at him, uh, I would do that, but they didn't allow me to do that. So. But, you know, I can ask you to do it, even if you don't do it, and then maybe someone else may do it, or maybe someone who's listening to us who doesn't like Mark Zuckerberg will do it. Remember, just put a little note on your Facebook page or send a little note to your Facebook friends. It's um, ignorance is not bliss. And, you know, and, and my only concern is for Max, the little girl. Mom and Dad can have all the opinions they want in the world. My concern is for the little girl. I mean, that sounds like a pretty good test for Zuckerberg's own product. And I happen to have a Facebook page, so I will post a Facebook comment. But I, you know, I will call them names. Just what about Max? You know, you both have your opinions. Now, what about Max? It also says that uh, Mark doesn't appreciate girls. You know, all of this Silicon Alley guys, I mean, all the you know, people who are in the computer riches are boys. So what do you do? You name your girl a boy's name. Except the head of Yahoo, and they need to fire her. Well, the, uh, or we'll get, get her to take sulfur. Ah, that's better. You know, the, uh, my days of hanging chemists are over. I still have the ropes. Um, but, you know, if we're all going to exist together, then we really need to figure out what's going on, how the circadian rhythms work, how we, how that causes us to interact well with people or not interact with people. You know, if you know anybody who works a swing shift and you're trying to exist with them in, their, in their, your regular daylight hours, they're generally really ornery. 
<laughs> we haven't had any sleep. You know, or do we pay attention to that? No, we don't pay attention to that. She's just on me. Or she's a bitch. You know, come on. We're, you know, we all have the capability of being just wonderful people. We could all be little angels. Mark, are you back? I am. Did you hear all those bad things we said about you? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I just want to make sure. No, I, I don't want to talk behind your back. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's. Um, yeah. I, I always find like it. it it's. Uh, there's always so much to say and so much to comment about. It. Like it, like the idiocy of it all. It just seems so ridiculous how we've gotten ourselves into this. But you know, it takes two. I, I always keep saying it. Um, you know, we've let them get away with it, um, and it's up to us to now make them uh, make them pay. Because it's actually us. It takes two to tango. It's, it's us. Yeah, I mean, you know, if if we don't buy their stuff, uh, I mean, if if uh, if we get everyone in Australia not to buy Hillman's, gee, that could yeah. probably hurt GM, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, that's the reason. No, Hillman's Leyland, and so it's Opal that's GM. You know, it's but look, the, um, there's, there's, I will say also. I mean, we we we're using you know a semblance of intelligence and common sense on this show, but unfortunately, there's not a lot of it out there. And um, I I don't know that we should sit back and allow you to use that kind of language about us. <laughs> <laughs> isn't you know, isn't Turnbell the, the same guy who is behind putting fluoride in Australia's water too? Well, that, 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 that's it. I mean, it, it's like see, all the information that one needs is readily available now. Yet people just it's 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 just like they're on autopilot and they're quite they're quite comfortable allowing people to make decisions on their behalf. It's it it it, it it's it, it's an evil conundrum. And uh, you know, apathy. Unfortunately, it's like it'd be quite surprising if uh, if the U.S. citizens were all made to vote. I wonder what then the political climate would be. Well, what we have, Mark, uh, is that we have in this country about eighty-five percent of people on drugs of one kind or another. <laughs> I'd Most say more. Them are on government drugs put out by the pharmaceutical industry uh, and the AMA. And it's done on purpose by the government to control everybody. And the water is totally polluted with mind-controlled substances. So I'd say 99% of our population, they're mind-controlled. First they're dumbed down, and then they're hypnotized by the TV. And I mean, that would snap you into hypnosis in three minutes or less. Mm. I heard you went to Alpha uh, in '66. Okay, no, 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 I, I have to interrupt. I just have to interrupt because I agree with Richard except for one thing. Um, what this show is all about is the fact that 600,000 people have contacted us. We didn't contact them. We didn't put an ad out there. They heard about us, and they contacted us. Sometimes it's quite difficult. There's a lady in Bolivia that, um, you know, she, she read about it on, on her computer on the airplane, and then, you know, it took like five weeks to get sulfur to her in Bolivia. Um, it's these people are changing themselves. We're not doing anything. The study's not doing a damn thing except observing what's going on. 
But when people who are nasty stop being nasty, when people who are sick stop being sick, when people who are ugly stop being ugly, um, when people who don't care about other people care about other people, and it's not just that, you know, I mean, they really care about other people. And the, uh, you know that if you stop to talk to the homeless person, you're, you're stuck. Now you're, you know, that's a whole life thing. Well, there's other ways to, to care about people, you know, and ways to get that done. Instead of walking away from the person who's in the ditch, the good Samaritan didn't walk away from the person in the ditch. And we all need to be good Samaritans in that regard, and we all need to be people who stand up to a bully, and they don't let someone else bully someone else in their presence. You know, if you're only See, that's organic sulfur makes people do, because it takes most of those poisons out of your brain. Exactly. So it's a wake-up wake call medicine. It's a super medicine. It's more than a medicine because there's no drug involved. It's a natural element. Also, sulfur is away. Yes, Adam. Oh, I was going to say sulfur, remember, is pregnancy. They don't want us to reproduce. They put uh, estrogen and serotonin in the water to stop us from doing that, but we can fool them, right? Yeah, but, and we can do it in the privacy of our own bedroom if we want. That would be okay with me. Yeah, I mean, a, a public copulation is, I just, I've never filmed it. I'm not really into it, you know. It's, I thought it was always a private thing. It's, you know, you can actually express your love for another person instead of showing off how big your dong is. Well, the Beatles said to do it in the road, but, you know, we can do it behind closed doors. <laughs> I, I, I know I've done it in the road behind closed doors. I'll figure that one out. <laughs> I'll be bragging about that I, all I'm night. Not... <laughs> oh, you guys are good. <laughs> the uh, let Mark Zuckerberg know for Max's sake. And Richard, thank you very, very much. I we will get Adam or uh, Andy Goss on on the show so you guys can discuss what we can do about the Fed. And then uh, Andy sells gold. And then, um, you know, and uh, uh, Ra will be on. Well, if we have to drug him, and I tried to stop in Sedona, we couldn't do it to film a little thing. This is a guy who's quite remarkable. He, you know, he, he can mesmerize you with a stream of consciousness that makes sense. And then Kurt and Ramon, of course, you know, teaching math to the little kids. We all need to know math. We all need to be smart. We all need to know what's going on. We aren't just unwashed peasants of county. Oh, yes, we are unwashed peasants of county mail. And we will bring down the monarchy and we'll bring down the 1% and no one has to die. Hmm. So anyone who wants to say goodbye, you've got about a minute and a quarter. Blue skies and green lights. Hmm. And it would be nice if we had some. Yeah, the chemtrails are, are making the blue skies and a little harder to see. And Mark, uh, good luck with that. Uh, you know, the um, it, you need to allow me to be more vocal in Australia. I've um, I've actually just emailed uh, Fed Income Radio, and uh, mate, yeah, that'd be fantastic because it'd be great to have you on the airwaves down here. Well, I, I probably will be in a, in a, uh, in a disguise. <laughs> what, the, the cowboy hat and the uh, the nappies? Oh, no, no, no. Are you on a hang glider? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I'm a hang glider pilot. I'm a hang glider. <laughs> <laughs>
Fighters. And on that note, good night, everyone. Have a wonderful December. See you next week. Good night. Good night. No instructions or commandments. Laws of gravity or indecisions to uphold. Printed on the box I see. Acme's build a world to be. Take a chance, grab a piece. Help me to believe it. What kind of world do you want? They American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, and Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. 
You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
All right. Good evening, all. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. Uh, there we go. It is, let's see, Thursday, December 3rd, 2015. It's about eight minutes after 8 p.m. Pacific time. If that's when it is where you're at, we are, in fact, live. Which means, you know, the only difference between live and if you go to the archives is basically you can participate in the show. You can call in 800-932-1980, 800-932-1980, toll-free even. But you can go to the chat room, which is located at our website. That's free also. You just have to go to theamericanvoice.com or americanvoiceradio.com. You will see the link, or you can just go to chat.americanvoiceradio.com. You will be getting to the uh, chat room that way, and once you're there, you can participate if you like, or just see what other people are saying, or whatever. But it's there for you. You can also contact me directly through Yahoo Instant Messenger. My screen name is ABRN. Talk. Well, there you go. And uh, there you have it. All right, let's see. Well, you know, big news. It's all over. Everybody's talking about it. And, you know, and with, you know, with good reason. You know, really, with good reason, because it's, uh, it's uh, another deal. And, you know, what gets me is Obama just got done saying that, uh, oh, well, we have one of these every week. Well, actually, we don't have one of these every week, but he said we do. And, uh, you know, so is that is that like a prediction? Is that like what is going to start happening? Well, we're going to just, uh, we're going to send out our little minions into every little gun-free zone we can find, and we're just going to start shooting people until you folks just agree to give up all your guns. Because, gee, that's what sensible people do when other maniacs are shooting at them. Oh, everybody's shooting at me? Gee, oh, I know, let me give away my gun. Yeah, there you go, there's thinking, huh? Come on, man. <laughs> oh, boy, yeah, you know, really, I mean, if you think about it from a... Uh, just a common sense, and I know, I know, it's probably racist or something to say common sense, but I'm saying it anyway. Use your common sense. Oh, the world's getting more dangerous. Oh, everything's getting more, more, you know, dangerous, and it's a dangerous world, and that's all we ever hear is danger, danger, Will Robinson. Oh, oh, hey, there's, there might be a terrorist behind that bush. Although, wait. We can't call it a terrorist because that'd be racist. Yeah, that's right. Do you know that neighbors of these freaks supposedly found them very suspicious? But they didn't turn them in. They didn't report them. They didn't say anything. You know why? They were afraid. Not because, you know, and if somebody said, well, yeah, I thought they were kind of weird. I thought they might be dangerous, but I didn't report them because, you know what, it's none of my business. They try anything with me and I'll shoot them. 
So it's none of my business what they do. No, that's not why they didn't turn them in. See, I could accept that as a reason. I might say, well, maybe you should have shot them, uh, but, you know, I get that. Hey, you don't want to get involved because it's none of your business? I'm all for that. But that isn't why they didn't turn them in. They didn't turn them in because they were afraid of being accused of being racist. We got to dump this nonsense, folks. We got to tell these Democratic loon jobs that, you know what, stick it up your backside, pally. Muslims don't belong here. And it's not because their skin is darker. It's not because they don't speak English. It's not because of any of that. It's because they have a religion that is incompatible with the culture of this nation. And the only part of it, really, that's completely incompatible is the fact that they believe that if you don't believe what they believe, they have some sort of duty and right to kill you. See, that's not compatible. Okay, that's really not compatible anywhere. You want to come here... You assimilate to this culture. That means you don't want to eat pork? Don't eat pork. But you don't get to tell anybody else, Oh, you can't serve pork at your restaurant because it offends me. That's too bad. You know what? How about I bash your head in with a hammer? You think that might offend you even more? Then shut up about the pork, or I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start flinging bacon with a. You know, uh, I'm gonna. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna get me a slingshot and a bunch of bacon. And every time I see a Muslim, I'm going to get my slingshot, and I'm going to slingshot them with uh, bacon. Uh-oh. I bet I'd be a terrorist. That would be a terroristic act. You know, they can, you know, actually mow people down, and that's not a terrorist act, but hey, shoot bacon at some of them. Oh, my. Really, folks, we got to start playing rough. we got to start saying, yeah, okay, fine. We're not going to be fair. And if you don't think it'll work, think again. It will definitely weed out the real Muslims from the fake Muslims. What do I mean by fake Muslims? Like ISIS. Hello? That's, that whole organization is fake Muslim. There ain't nothing Muslim about ISIS. Unless the CIA is taken over by Muslims now. Folks, ISIS is a creation of the United States government. This is one of their... Gosh, think about it. Okay, you're the United States government. You've got 300 and something million people out here, you know, watching your moves. And, you know, you do something wrong, they start complaining and all this. You start spending money on things they don't want it spent on, they start complaining. You start getting U.S. troops killed in places they don't want to be, they start complaining. It's just... One complaint after another, isn't it? So, what do you do? Do you actually bend to the will of the people? Oh, hell no. You go out and create a black bag army. And that's basically what ISIS is. Oh, no, wait a minute. Not basically. That is what ISIS is. A black bag army of the United States government. You can say, well, you know, they're run by Israel. Yeah, sure they are. 
listen, I'm the first to admit Israel has far too much influence. Jews have far too much influence. You know, and, and that's not, again, it's not because they're Jewish. All right? It's because they are like, what, 3% of the population in this country? And yet, they have some enormous amount of people in the government, in the central banks, in the media. Huh. That's why. Okay? Because if it was anybody else, everybody would be pitching a fit. If you had... Okay, let's take Mexicans. And they're like, what, 15% of the population. If you took Mexicans and found a Mexican in every position a Jew is in, there'd be outrage. What the heck are all these Mexicans doing in all these positions of power? They're only 15% of the population. How come they got 50% of the power? Hey, wait a minute. Yeah. And, it, you know, so it doesn't matter. It's disproportionate. Hey, they like to say, this is a democracy, this is a democracy. Well, democracy means the majority rules. That means, hey, okay, you're, you've got 15%, you've got 13%, you've got 3%. That is what you are entitled to, or, you know, within reason, give or take a few points. In government, in media, in banking, in positions of power. That's what you are entitled to. Or maybe not entitled to, but you have a reasonable expectation to hold that same percentage of positions of power that your you know, your group represents by population in the country. But that's not what's going on. And I understand that. But you know, don't fool yourself. I don't think these people in power, uh, I don't think they practice any religion that any and most people are familiar with, meaning Judaism, Muslim, you know, Islam, Christianity, Hinduism, Taoism, whatever. No, this is straight out of the pits of hell. This is Satanism, complete 100% Satanism. You know... The thing is, <laughs> somebody did IM me on Yahoo and points out something that, you know, I've mentioned that is a little odd, too, that, gee, isn't it strange that, you know, the Muslims would name their organization after a Greek goddess? This is why. Why do you think the uh, U.S. intelligence agencies have been renaming ISIS? It's ISIL. It's is. It's it's this. It's that. It's everything but ISIS. They don't want to call it ISIS anymore because see somebody somewhere either screwed up or tried to give a little tell to everybody that hey wink wink this ain't really Muslim. Get it? ISIS like a Muslim's gonna name their organization after a Greek goddess? Come on. So right away, no, it's ISIL. It's uh. Yes, yeah, that's it. Come on, man. How dumb is everybody? 
But, hey, well, you know, hey, that's a rhetorical question. <laughs> that's a, that's a, uh, that's a whole different question there. How stupid are you? <laughs> Jeez. All right. Anyway, so that's the big news. And, hey, if we're to believe our commander-in-chief, well, we can expect one of these shootings every week. That's what he said. But then again, he's kind of a moron. He really, I, you know what? I really do, I, I believe Obama is kind of stupid. He can play the game. He can play the role. He's a good puppet. He does what he's told. He always has. But I don't think he's that bright. And I thought this from even before he was ever elected, because it was like, everybody kept talking about this intelligent black man. He's so intelligent. He's so smart. He's a this. He's a that. He's a constitutional professor. Whoa, yeah, okay. But every time I listen to a speech of his, I mean, okay, I'll give it to the guy. He can read. But, uh, you know, he he certainly didn't deliver like, say, a Ronald Reagan. But then again, see, Ronald Reagan was a professional actor. So he had a lot more practice at it than Obama. But, uh, you know, I refuse to lower the bar to where just if you can read you're considered smart i'm not i'm i'm not going to accept that i'm sorry just being able to read is not smart it's a requirement it's the bare minimum all right you know you got <laughs> you can read woo yay even out loud woo boy well then Everybody saw when the teleprompter didn't work. Yeah, what happened to the genius then? The great orator. Huh? He didn't want to ad-lib because he might say something that his handlers say, uh-oh, hey, what did you do? What did you say? You're not allowed to do that. Folks, use your common sense when talking to these crazy people that say, oh, yeah, we need gun control. Really, use your common sense. So you're in a room, and people are shooting at you. Do you really think the wisest thing for you to do is to say, I want to give up my gun. I want to give up my gun. Who do I give my gun to? Really? You know, because people don't think that way until you're there. I mean, and if you find yourself somewhere pinned down, somebody blasting away at you, you know, it's going to cross your mind. Golly, you know, (laughs) sure wish I had a gun. Yeah, but this is exactly the opposite of what the government is spouting. 
The world is dangerous. There's killers everywhere. You're in danger from terrorists, domestic terrorists. Everybody is out to get you, and they've all got guns. It's horrible. It's terrible. It's dangerous. Oh, my gosh, what are we going to do? I know. All you law-abiding people out there, give up your guns. And somehow, this is supposed to make us safe. Oh, yeah? Really? This is supposed to make us safe? I don't think so. And it, and again, I'm going to reiterate this because, well, it's the truth. It's not like we didn't give their stupid idea a chance. Oh, yeah, the world's a dangerous place and getting more dangerous, so your answer is to disarm the law-abiding people. Oh, okay, yeah, let's try that, okay? Let's try that for 40 years. What has happened? You know, they talk about, well, we need more laws. Yeah, the laws they want are the laws California already has in place. The laws that France already has in place. They already have all these laws that these crazy people are always talking about. Well, we need these more laws. We need these more gun laws. Well, okay, the places people are getting shot already have all those laws. So, you have to conclude that policy has failed. It doesn't work. All right? Gave it a good shot. Sounded like a nice idea. Let's all give up our guns and live in a gun-free society and sing Kumbaya together. And, yeah, that'll be great. Well, that's not what happened. So... You know, it worked on paper, but it doesn't work. Time to do something else. And the something else, well, hmm, I'm open to discussion on that. But the fact of the matter is, if you go and say, well, okay, so you said disarming the law-abiding people of America would make us safer. Well, it hasn't. What it's done is exactly the opposite. And what we can see with the targeting of these people is that, hey, Maniacs with guns have figured out that, uh, hey, it's a lot more fun shooting people when they don't shoot back at you. So let's go to the, all the gun-free zones. This is what this this is what we're seeing. This is the reality of the policy. Now, I believe that uh, that may very well be the government's plan. Hmm, let's see here. All right, well. But that's not the plan they sold to the American people. That's not the plan you hear from these bleeding hearts that day in and day out about, oh, we got to do something about these guns. Well, you've done something about the guns for 40 years. It doesn't work. As a matter of fact, what you're saying is this is going to make us safer. And uh, the bottom line behind that is it has made us less safe. It has done 180 degrees the opposite of what you said it would do. Okay, so now we're going to try to figure out, well, what do we do? What do we do? Well, we could start with saying, well... 
taking guns away from law-abiding people had a 180-degree different result, why don't we try, let's see, a 180-degree different policy? Let's start encouraging law-abiding people to arm themselves. Oh, wow. Now, I could go radical and say, yeah, the government ought to start buying everybody a pistol. Well, that'd be nice, but they'd gripe. That costs too much, you know. I mean, hey, we can spend a trillion dollars killing Iraqis, but uh, arming the American people, that would cost too much. That's like feeding the poor. Oh, we're spending $100 billion feeding the poor, you know, taking, giving welfare checks. Oh, my gosh. That's a, yeah, I guess what? We spent a trillion dollars just killing Iraqis. Another trillion dollars killing Afghanis. Now we're spending another trillion to kill Syrians. Oh, yeah, that's good money. That's money well spent. But taking care of your poor, taking care of your disadvantaged, oh, oh that's a big waste of money. we got to cut welfare. See, this is where the Republican scum are going to come in and start trying to do that. Fact of the matter is, their policy has failed. They can say, as somebody in the chat room has pointed out, that the next logical step for them is confiscation. Again, though, you see, we are only ever talking, and people need to realize this, we are only ever talking about law-abiding people. All right? Because criminals don't obey the law. I know this is just a weird concept, but, well, that's why they're called criminals. They don't obey the law. Oh, we got a law against you having that gun. Yeah, bang. Criminals don't care, okay, because, well, they're criminals. Oh, we're going to confiscate all the guns from the uh, law-abiding people. Really? You're going to go and get all the guns from all the criminals, too? Because if you are, why haven't you done that already? I mean, because criminals supposedly aren't allowed to have guns in the first place, so why haven't you gone and get them all? Oh, I know, because you don't know where they are, because, again, they're criminals. Folks, it's not a logical step. They say it's a logical step. It is illogical. It makes no sense at all. It's absolute stupidity. It is the whole doing the same thing over and over and over again, failing every time, but every time you try again, you expect this time will be different. No, this time will not be different. You keep doing the same stupid things, you're going to get the same results, and that result is failure. Every time. That's what's going to keep happening. You're going to keep failing. But you're going to keep doing it because you're insane. That's why. Gun control is a failed policy. It's insanity. It is not logical. It doesn't make any sense at all. What they need to do, very simple... You just, uh, you know, and look, I'm all for states' rights. But 
If I was the federal government, if I was going to infringe on states' rights, which big deal, man. I mean, they do it day in and day out, and they can just say, listen, you're going to do this or else we, you're not getting any more federal money for nothing. And hey, if I li- hey, if I was the governor of a state, no matter what it was, I'd say, good. Good, keep your money, get out. But they won't do that. You just tell them, look, you'll do this or you won't get any money for anything from us. National constitutional concealed carry. Meaning, you can carry a concealed weapon that you bought, you know, that you own legally. Meaning, well, you're not a criminal. Because, hey, guess what? I got news for you. The criminals are already carrying guns. That's right. They got guns in their boots, guns in their belt, guns in their pockets, guns in their... They got guns, man. So let the law-abiding people carry guns, too. No, you don't need a permit. You want to put a gun under your coat? Good. Because the fact is, criminals already do. So now, the world just got a lot tougher for criminals that want to pull out their gun and start shooting people. Because you never know. You could be in a room where there's 50 people with guns, and you're going to have a bad day, quickly. Or you might be in a room, you might get lucky. Maybe only five people got guns. You're still going to have a difficult day. This is a reality that is logical, okay? It is the only logical solution. Listen, this is a nation of 330 million people. 330 million people. What kind of a dimwit really believes that the police and military of a nation that size can, even if they wanted to, provide you with protection. Even if they wanted to, folks, they couldn't. They don't have the manpower. And they don't want to in the second place. So, you know, I mean, there's two things against them. They don't want to, and they couldn't even if they wanted to. The only logical, sensible solution is for everyone to have the ability to defend themselves. Listen, man, I'm all for people get, you know, getting trained. I really am. I, I, I don't think that is a violation. I don't think that's an infringement. I don't think that's anything. Now, there's a difference between licensing and permitting and having a certificate, okay? A certificate basically says, hey, you have the required skills. That's all. And I, I, you know, look, I don't want morons having guns. But a moron can be taught how to use a gun. It ain't rocket science. It's really easy. But there's a few basics. But, you don't. how are you ever going to know if nobody ever you know, teaches you. So they should. I think there should. Forget all this licensing and all this other crap. 
you know, make them go to a class and make the class not only have just safety classes, okay? Have them actually have a proficiency test also where, hey, you know what? You're going to have to hit the target a certain amount of times. Or else you're a danger. Unless, of course, I guess you're going to be a cop, which, you know, yeah, cops fire 9,000 bullets and hit the man 30 times. It's like, what? Where'd the other 8,000 and whatever bullets go? Anyway, we're going to take a break now, and uh, we'll play Stump the Room also. So good luck, and we'll be back in a bit. People realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere 
with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water.
Alright, we're back. Playing some uh, music that I don't usually play, which means music from the 80s, basically, because I, uh, I'm not a big fan of uh, pretty much most uh, anything out of the 80s is uh, pretty much... As a matter of fact, the whole 80s was kind of, you know... I, I, I basically dropped out of the 80s. I really did. I, I lived on the street for most of the 80s. You know, so I, I wasn't, you know, uh, actually I wasn't really part of society. Because that's what it is when you're homeless. You are, you know, non gratis everywhere you go, man. You're, you're just not part of the plan. Anybody's plan. Okay? So I uh, kind of missed out on all that, Ooh, you know. Which <laughs> I have listened back in, and uh, you know, actually, uh, as far as music goes, I don't think I missed out <laughs> all that much of. Uh, uh, anyways, let me give you the band. Uh, the first one nobody got, okay, and uh, it was the Magic Mushroom. But of course, that was a song that's been done and redone and redone by many, many bands, and uh, they are just another band that did "I'm Gone," Magic Mushroom. The second one, though, the room did get that ties us for the evening. Tony Carey, uh, Tony Carey, I won't be home tonight. Popular '80s song. Anyhow, so there you go. And we went into the night with me, five, the room, two. That makes it six to three. And it's the last night of the game. So one more week in the win column for me. But, hey, you never know. Next week could be different as, hey, guess what? You know, the New England Patriots are not undefeated anymore. So it can happen. Looks like I've got a caller. Go ahead, caller. Uh, good evening, Frank. This is Jay from Washington. Jay Thanks who? For taking my call. Jay who from where? Is, yeah, that's me. <laughs> yeah, rarely, that's all you really need to do, Jay, anymore is just say, it's me. You don't have to, you know, go through that whole... Identify myself. It's just me. Okay, well, it's me. <laughs> and here's the thing. I rarely disagree with you. Rarely disagree with you. I saw uh, that. But I, I'm, I'm interested to hear. Okay, Okay. This has come up before, and it's, and it's not because the NRA, and look, even the NRA is against this, or that, uh, national, uh, like, concealed carry. Here's the thing. First of all, I mean, that would be a federal mandate, and it would, would intrude on state. I don't believe the federal government has the authority to do that anyway. But really, not even secondly, firstly, it just, I wouldn't agree with that myself because it is, in fact, uh, you know, uh, infringes on states' rights. It, if Utah doesn't want to recognize my concealed pistol license, then that's, I don't have a problem with that. I don't. And as a matter of fact, I have a Washington CPL, and Oregon doesn't recognize it. I, I would have to get an Oregon CPL. Now, uh, no, no, Nevada no, 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 not to, it. not to, you know, divert away from your disagreement with me, but uh, out of curiosity, where is Washington's permit recognized other than Washington? Oh, several states. I mean, I can't, offhand, I can't I, I Because can't I know, you. It's I know the, a dozen or more. I know the Oregon one is uh, recognized in Idaho, 
I, I don't know anywhere else. I would assume probably not in Washington if we don't recognize Well, there's yours. an easy website to go to, and I could do it right now, but I'm on the phone. There is an easy website to go to where it'll show you. And it's do you know the name of it off the hand? Mm, I think it's just, no, I, I don't. I okay. mean, you could probably well, go Google ahead, something like nationalconcealedcarry.com. Yeah, go ahead. I was, just, like I was just curious. Yeah. Go ahead. But several states, yeah, but, the, you know, Washington does, well, I can carry in Idaho as well, both concealed and openly. Uh, I think Florida, I think maybe even Utah, Pennsylvania, you know, and it's different for each state. Now, and Jay, states, in my defense, if you'll remember back, and you'll have to check the recording, I did say that it's probably an infringement on the state's rights, but I don't yes, care. Yes, you did. But I don't care. I understand. <laughs> you see? Right, okay. I mean, look, if we're going to start complaining about infringement on the state's rights, I'm going to start somewhere other than a national concealed carry. Okay, sure, I'm going to start. I, I mean, yeah, geez, this right. You know that that I just see a I just see a problem with it, and I think the larger issue would be now the federal government's like really involved even more, and they're just not going to just do that carte blanche. You're not that's just going to say okay, open it up. They're going to they're going to want some say in that. You see my you catch my drift? They're not just going to do it out of the kindness. Well, they're of not the going to do it at all. I mean, it's a dream. They're not going to do okay? it at all. No, you know, this is just but a little. They did do it. It's a pipe dream of mine. That's all. I mean, they're never going to do it. Oh. I mean, the reality of it. You think DC's ever going to go for that? You'd get a lot better chance to go to your state legislature yeah. and say, "Listen, this is ridiculous. You know what? Go to a constitutional carry like Arizona and Vermont have, and and just hey, you want to carry? You got a legal gun? You want to carry it on you? Go ahead." You know, and do and that. You'd have a lot better chance right. of that happening than than a national. Exactly, and and I would exactly, and I think that's really what needs to happen. You say it all the time. You know, start with the states. You got to the people. You know, the people in the certain individual states have to start with their states. If you have bad gun laws in your state, like California does, well, look, California is a now. Pardon this phrase. California is like a wet dream for th these gun uh, control zealots. They already have. They have bans on magazines. They have universal background checks. They have bans on certain types of guns. And in fact, they have an expansion of uh, guns that are banned, right? Like an expanded category of that. They well, like have you mentioned, even, uh, you, banned, you can't even have a blowgun there. No, and they have even uh, have uh, bans on certain types of ammunition. So they already have. All of these. It's like a, like I said, a wet dream, but these things still happen. Yeah, so, what, go figure, if, huh? And if California would just come to their senses, and they're not going to, I know, and say, hey, look, man, these things don't work, so we're just going to we're gonna stop all of that. We're just going to stop well, all that. Well, let me ask you something, move. Jay, because maybe I'm wrong here. Maybe, I'm, maybe my thinking's wrong. But let's ask you. So there you are, Jay. You're in a room, and... Somebody busts in, one, two, three guys, whatever, and they just start shooting everybody in the room, right? And they just start, you know, and you're under your desk there. Is the first thought you're going to think is, somebody, come and take my gun away from me. Or, gee, I sure am glad I don't have a gun. I mean, is that going to be what you're thinking? Or are you going to be wishing you had a gun at that point? I think even the most ardent, you know, gun control person, I think that would be the first thing even that person would think is, holy crap, 
man, if I only had a gun to protect myself. Yeah. And they might even, I mean, look, you'll never know until the bullets start flying, but I've been in situations and I can tell you. Yeah. Yeah, Frank, that's exactly what they think. But they, but then they, you know, but now that obviously nothing ever comes of that. I'd love to, and, and let me ask you something too. Mm-hmm. And and I know you've mentioned you don't really watch TV, but this is kind of hypothetical because I know you've seen him. I've seen him. I don't watch him anymore. But you know, Bill O'Reilly, Mister yes. Patriot, you know, uh, yeah. conservative, right? How come he's right. not asking his guests? How come he's not having these gun control zealots, as you call them, on his show and saying, "Hey, let me ask you something." So you're in a room, somebody busts in and starts shooting the place up, and you're behind your desk. Is the first thing you're thinking is Good golly, I'm glad I don't have a gun. Or Well, I mean, why isn't he? Well, that's a good question. That's because I don't believe he really wants... I believe that they're mouthpieces for the government, I guess, if that's the answer you're looking for, because he doesn't really well, want it the, either. I, the answer I'm looking for is whatever the answer is. I mean, I want to know why. Why isn't he doing that? Why isn't uh, Hannity doing that? Why isn't... Why isn't where? Hey, where's your senators? Why you know your Republican senators? How come they're not doing it? How That's come they're not question. asking these people? Well, okay, fine. You want to confiscate guns? You think we don't have enough laws? You think the laws we got aren't strong enough? Let me ask. You know, somebody busts in. Is that what you're thinking? That you you're glad you don't have a gun? Or, Frank, you, that's a good question, and I can't think of anyone asking that question really, other than yourself and me recently. It's a good question, and that's why I said on my show today that we need to be calling our representatives and, and, and posing these questions to them so they can take action or not take action, if yeah, you will, because that's even, really all you know they what? talk about. And, and people out there think that, you get, you know, listen, you're not going to talk to your senator, okay? You're not going to talk to your representative. No, you're going to talk to some no, flunky in the office. Yep. But that flunky in the office talks to other flunkies in the office, and... Stuff goes around the office, and eventually, eventually, the senator or congressman is going to hear about it, just because it's office. Well, there you talk. go, folks. So, so, you know, so call, call these that's people. Call, call the action. little girl, the little whatever she uh, her title is, that answers the phone, and ask her. Okay, listen, I, I want to ask you a question, and don't take the you know, be nice because they're going to they, their first reaction, their gag reflex is to hang up on you right away, right? Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, oh yeah. Be nice. And just say, look, I'm. I really want you to consider something, and I, you know, I want you to answer me. But I want you to consider this question: that you are the one in a room. Gunmen bust in, start shooting the place up. You're behind your desk, shuddering in in place. Are you thinking you're really glad you don't have a gun, or are you thinking, boy, I sure wish I had a gun? Excellent. Well, there you go, folks. There's a call to action. You know, get that around. Everyone get, that's listening. Get that floating, uh, around, get that floating around their office. Yeah. You know what? Hey, you know, around the water cooler. You know, some nut called me today, and, and he asked me this. Hey, I don't care if you think I'm a nut. I don't care what you say. As long as you think about it. Because if you think about it, somebody's going to go around the water cooler going, yeah, some nut, huh? Well... It's a pretty good question, though. Uh, you know, I'm trying to think about that. Well, it's an know? excellent question, and it's a call to action, Frank. So everyone listening, you need to do that tomorrow. Because it's all good. It. It's all good when it's somebody else. Okay? And and this 
question puts them behind the desk with somebody shooting at them. It's not somebody on TV. It's you. Right. So, what, you should have a gun, but I can't have one, right? Okay, yeah. Well, that's basically how they look, you know. You know, because these... Well, that's how it is. That's how it's increasingly becoming. Right. And, and, hey, these senators, you know, these congressmen, they run around with their fully armed, you know, escorts everywhere they go. Which, (laughs) I don't blame them. I'd have armed escorts, too, but I'd also be packing my own gun. Nobody wants to see a head of state assassinated. You know, wink, wink, I don't, you know what I'm saying? So, okay, yeah, I get it, too. Well, (laughs) you know, I don't want to take the conversation (laughs) to a different place, but, uh, right, that's why I winked. Uh, You know, I really don't want to take the conversation to a different place, but I posted in the chat room that their next logical step is confiscation. And I come to that conclusion by the fact that No amount of gun control laws obviously are working. I just pointed out how California has the strictest. So what's their... Because they're never going to concede, or at least they're not likely to concede. Not voluntarily. I I doubt they will voluntarily do it. But, you know, and my my only disagreement with that is when you use the word logical. Now, the the natural progression for these lunatics, yes. But it's certainly okay, not. Okay, well, Frank, they don't do things randomly, and, and they're not complete morons. I it, mean, I think it, they know what they're doing. It's certainly not logical, okay? Because, uh, uh, oh, good you know, point. it's like, yeah. wait a minute, you know, although, That's hey, a good point. Okay, illogical. Well, okay. it really is. I I'll, mean, like, yeah, let's no, keep, you're right. hey, I know what we can do. We've been trying this for 40 years, and it hasn't worked. Let's do more of it. See, that's not logical. That's not a logical no, thought. No, it's not. <laughs> you know, okay, I, mean, I was speaking, and I guess I was speaking, uh, well, that's... Well, but it <laughs> is the natural progression. It is the natural progression for these lunatics. Right, right. And they're really, they are the lunatics. Well, they're complete lunatics, obviously. But only, like I said today on my show, only about 17 of us apparently get it. And I don't mean to offend <laughs> anyone, but I'm, I'm certainly mean that to shock people, because it really is very few people. So anyway, but, you know what? My call. If every I'll if every one it. of those seventeen people call up their congressman and their Absolutely. senator tomorrow, see, it's going to seem like a lot more to them because they do the numbers and they go, okay, we got oh, five. Sure. We dig it. We got five calls about this today, and we oh, project sure, that yeah. out to about nine million people, and uh, you know, mm-hmm. and that's how it works. So you can that's make how it a works. difference. You can make a difference. You can, but. Not sitting and watching television and screaming at the TV. No. Because the TV no. really doesn't care. Okay? It really uh, doesn't no, care. No, it doesn't. <laughs> you know, but the little girl at the senator's office, she will think about that for the rest yeah. of the day. She might even go there for go, counseling. Folks. She might even go for counseling and say, oh, my gosh, uh, somebody my, called yeah. me up with a trigger, right. and now I can't stop thinking about somebody shooting at me. Right. Well, no, hey, you're right. Either way, yeah. though, you win because that takes one less moron in that office because she'll be busy Absolutely. getting counseled somewhere. So, you know. Good point. <laughs> anyway, thanks for calling in, Jay, but I'm pretty much out of time. And, hey, tough bridge yes, about the, you know, stump the room thing, man. That's okay. I'll get you <laughs> next week, Bubba. All right. <laughs> All right, Frank. Thanks, Jay. Bye. Thanks for calling in. And, folks, I am out of time, so I've got to go. And uh, let's see. I'll be back again tomorrow's Friday at noon. So if you want to listen in live, that's when it'll be. Of course, tomorrow's noon show gets play- replayed at 8 p.m. So you don't have to 
come in at noon, unless you want to participate. You can just listen at night and catch up. Anyhow, thanks for listening. Uh, we got Govern America coming up next. It's a Saturday morning show on ABR2. I replay it on Thursday evening, so enjoy. You never don't like my big red barn. A 47 Ford bullet holes and the door broke down motor in the front yard. <laughs> I gotta have a mind to paint a plywood sign and nail it up on a knotty pine tree. Saying I was here first, this is my piece of dirt and your rambling don't rattle me. American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR 2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR 2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. the crisis of our republic, waging war on the new world order. This is Govern America. Govern America. shining here in southern Michigan. I'm in a pretty good mood, and uh, we'll see if we can kill kill that before the show's over. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, Darren, I'm really, really, really excited about today's topic because, as you know, 
um, I store things. Mm-hmm. And I, I have done it for a very long time. And uh, this is a topic that I, I really actually enjoy and love learning new things uh, about preparation. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a wise thing to do whether you've got problems in your country or not, frankly. Yeah. And, in fact, I, I agree with you that I also enjoy this topic very much. Mm-hmm. And I always learn stuff. We have the most educated audience in radio history, I think. Uh, Tony writes this. She's in Arizona. She says, when they come for your guns, most of them have... Uh, have most of them hidden and buried in capped PVC pipe underground. She says it can't be detected with underground seeing technology. She says, remember the elderly grandmother in Australia who took her shotgun after the thugs who raped her grandfather, her granddaughter? Uh, then she turned herself into the police. Police asked how she had had a gun since confiscation had already happened. She said she hid it. Police said that they have... They've had a half a million citizens calling for her to be elected, not jailed. She says, I have crappy guns for them to confiscate and keep the good ones for later. Get through the confiscation first. So that's uh, Tony in Arizona weighing in on gun confiscation. And um, my response was, uh, great idea to prevent seizure. Hopefully you wouldn't need them before you could dig them up. However, if if you had some there available... Uh, which were inferior of inferior quality. That's, anyway, that's an idea for those that might want to consider storing away in case the confiscation uh, event happens in this country. Hopefully it will never come to that. Uh, also, I have some other information. We were talking last week about the Dick Act of 1902. Uh, maybe as time progresses, uh, Jimmy, uh, if, who called into the show to discuss this, he sent me uh, some information on that, so maybe we'll read what he shared a little bit later on. Uh, anyway, so that's kind of that's, that's a few things, and one of the things that I think people need to be thinking about again, if you live in a city, you need to be thinking about relocation because cities are very dangerous places to be during a, a crisis of some type. Many times. Terrorist attacks, when they happen, whether they're orchestrated by the people who like to point the finger at everybody else, or whether they are orchestrated by, you know, genuine terrorist attacks, you know, I I wonder how many are really ever genuine, to be quite honest with you. But that being the case, uh, it doesn't really matter in terms of your preparedness and your response to the event. Of course, we're talking also natural disasters, earthquakes and weather events, things like this. Uh, we know the Sandy Hook hurricane, or Sandy Sandy Hook hurricane. Uh, this, anyway, we know that the hurricane, that Hurricane Sandy is what I'm trying to say, came through, left a lot of people caught off guard, and they were vulnerable. And that's always the case with these so-called natural disasters. Uh, so... If you can, have an alternative alternative place that you can go. And these are things that you need to be thinking about ahead of time, not when the crisis happens. Oh, geez, where can I go? Make arrangements ahead of time. Find out where you can go and plan your route. Probably wouldn't be a bad idea to have more than one place, huh? And uh, how are you going to get there? 
And, of course, you need a bug-out bag. And these are things that you have to plan for. Have Basically, your bug-out bag is something you want to have. Uh, just just the bare minimum items to get you from point A to point B. Uh, you want a solid, well-constructed backpack, something that won't call attention to yourself uh, so that you can walk and strap this thing on your back and not uh, draw a lot of attention. Um, probably something you want to have in terms of a weapon. Certainly you're going to have a knife in there, and we'll get to the knives in a moment uh, if you can. Probably a small firearm with ammo. Uh, it's another thing, that, especially if you're going to be traveling a number of uh, miles, something you might want to consider a change of clothes. If you happen to get wet along the way, uh, especially if you're going to be hiking for some distance, uh, also the, the importance of shoes. Uh, you you want to make sure you have a good pair of shoes. If you're, uh, Especially if you're maybe a businessman or a businesswoman, you're wearing uh, office attire, uh, suit and tie, uh, guys, dresses, ladies, high heels. And this is not the kind of thing, obviously, you want to be hiking in. So you want to have an extra pair of shoes, something that's comfortable to wear, uh, going to get you through the long hike that you're going to have to go through. Um, and, of course, water, water, water. And this is something that is probably the most, it's going to be the heaviest thing you're going to be carrying, but it's going to be the most... Uh, probably, I would argue, the most important, one of the most important things that you would carry in your bug-out bag. A lot of people think that they can just find water along the way. Well, that may be, may, may be, you know, if you're hiking in the woods, you might be able to find a stream someplace. But when you're in the city, especially if it's some kind of disaster-type scenario, like we've seen in New Orleans, again, the hurricane in, in, in Connecticut and uh, New York City, you know, areas that are flooded, you might not, you might have a lot of water, but you might not have a drop to drink. And, you know, of course, we do have uh, portable water filters. Uh, those are good, but again, you have to find the water first. So you want to take at least probably a, a gallon of water with you. And I realize that's heavy, but uh, you can't. You can't put a price tag on what it's going to cost. You, you, there, there are so many uses for water. And if you don't have it, you're going to be really in dire straits. Uh, there's the Berkey Sport bottle, which you can use to filter water, uh, put the water in there and suck it out. Uh, also, there's another thing that I, I wanted to come up with that I thought was a good idea, an excellent idea. This was an advertiser on the network. My, MyPatriotSupply.com has the Life Straw. And this is uh, something that filters out 99.999% of the bacteria and stuff in water. Basically, I guess it kind of works the same way as the um, the Berkey in the sense that the the uh, pores in the filter are smaller than than the smallest bacteria. Anyway, it it, it filters out the bacteria and, and most of the crud in the water. This is something that's very lightweight. Uh, and they're not too expensive either. I've, I've checked into the price of these things. So it might be a good idea to have one or two of them things in the bag, especially if you're going to be traveling with somebody else as well. Uh, so that's, that's another thing. And, uh, I'll tell you what, I'm almost up to the break time. Let's go ahead and take the break and we'll continue here with some other things. 
And your phone calls are welcome, too. You can weigh in if you think that some of the stuff, uh, you got some other ideas to add to a bug-out bag. Things that you can do to get by point A to point, point B if you're traveling. Uh, and, of course, a lot of the stuff is subjective with regard to your circumstances. Your circumstances might be different from other people, so you may have to have other things. But this is some, basically a, an, an idea to get you started anyway. All right, going to take a break. We'll be back. This is Govern America. Don't go away. www.governamerica.com is the website. That's governamerica.com. And the phone number, if you'd like to call in, is 800-313-9443. That's 800-313-9443. I'm Darren Weeks, and Nancy Levan is here as well. And we're taking your uh, phone calls on survival tips, different things, preparedness items, uh, things that you think needs to be done to get us through the tough times ahead, whether they be economic uh, environmental or uh, weather-related, uh, earthquakes, uh, different things like that. Uh, and we're talking. We were talking before the break about bug-out bags, certain things that you you probably need to have in a bug-out bag. And uh, we were we mentioned change of clothing, uh, weapons, uh, basically firearm, ammo if you can, uh, the knife, which we will get to more on knives in a second. Uh, and uh, basically something that's not going to call it, cause a whole lot of uh, attention, draw attention to yourself. Another thing that you might consider is a Shumac scarf. Uh, this is a kind of a tactical scarf, and you can use this. There's a lot of different uses that you can use for, for one of these uh, cold weather cold weather conditions. You can wrap it around your neck like any other scarf, of course. Uh, hot weather, you can wet it. And uh, put it put it around your head. Prevent you know maybe keep the sun off of your head. Uh, prevent heat strokes. Uh, it can also be used as a pot holder. If you're boiling stuff, uh, if you happen to get a broken arm, you can wrap it around your your arm. You know put, use it for a splint, uh, or a tourniquet, uh, and you can even use it as a pre water pre filter for your water. So there's a number of different uses, and this is the key, folks. Is think about things that are lightweight. Uh, for the most part, and have multiple uses, this is the kind of thing that you might consider uh, taking with you in a bug-out bag. Uh, food, really, if you're, uh, if you're not going to be, uh, mainly you want to keep that small because uh, you can go for quite a while, you know, a couple of days, two, three days without food. Water is much more important than food. Mainly you're looking at uh, something with a lot of carbohydrates, uh, something that's going to give you energy. So that's what you're going to do for food, you know. So energy bars, things like that. Um, and 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 as uh, one of our survival people pointed out, uh, the gentleman I mentioned earlier from Argentina, uh, 
he pointed out that the more you eat, the more water that you need as well. So that's another consideration that you you might keep in mind. Um, so protein bars, energy energy packets, things to give you some carbohydrates. Another thing that you might consider also is a powerful flashlight. In fact, it wouldn't be a bad idea to have multiple flashlights, uh, you know, various types and and with extra batteries. Because if your you know family member gets lost, uh, search and rescue type of thing, uh, you and, and there's just no no shortage of things you know areas where you could potentially use a flashlight just to find other things in your bag in your pack. Uh, so flashlight with batteries, uh, extra items in case something fails. You know you might have a bulb. If it's you know something you you might blow a bulb, have a backup. Um, and then I mentioned I was going to get back to knives. I want to I want to bring bring this back around. Uh, if you live in a wooded area, you could probably you, you should probably have a larger knife. Uh, in the city, you might deal you might be able to survive with a smaller knife. But uh, another thing that we like to stress: don't buy cheap quality junk. Uh, a lot of people when they do this, they they start thinking about, you know, well, I don't need this, so I'll just throw it in the bag. But we have to keep in mind that this is, this is, these are items that you're only going to use if your life depends on it. And so you don't want to just take the cheapest quality junk and just toss it in there. Buy quality stuff. It doesn't have to be expensive, but you want to have good quality stuff. Uh, one of the things that, uh, you know, is a really good knife is a boss, boss jack knife. They're a little expensive. There's also condor knives, which are more affordable, but they're good quality. Uh, you can use them as prying tools, uh, you know, digging, things like that, uh, something that's not going to break on you when you use it. Um, another thing is a, another brand, another type is a more knife, small knife, more basic, limiting in the amount of prying that you could do, but adequate, especially for the city. Uh, another thing that you can... Consider including is 550 paracord. Uh, you can you can use this. Um, in fact, you know we might ought to we might consider. I think we're gonna maybe I'll post this list for people uh, if you've missed some of this stuff. But uh, the paracord, there's a lot of uses for that as well. Uh, you can tie together broken things if you have have to climb. You can, I would only use it that way as a last resort, but you could double it or triple it uh, to sustain your weight. Uh, also, another thing you can consider is a stainless steel bottle of water. Uh, this could go directly into the campfire uh, to boil. You could use it as a improvised cooking container. So that's another thing that you might uh, might consider as well. Ah, Nancy, time's going by too quick. We're already up to the break again. Okay. I'll I'll try to to uh, speed this up as we go through this, but uh, these are some things, and we have a caller on the line. We'll get to you as well, so hang with us, folks. Uh, you're welcome to call in. We're taking your survival tips, your preparedness ideas. One eight hundred three one three nine four four three. That's eight hundred three one three nine four four three. What do you think? needs to be included. Stay with us. We'll be back here in a moment. This is Govern America.
back. This is Govern America, www.governamerica.com, and the uh, call-in number is 800-313-9443. That's 800-313-9443, and we're taking your preparedness tips, your preparedness ideas. I want to get uh, through this list of things, you know, that we're, you can carry in your bug-out bag, and I know that people can add to this. Uh, so another thing to consider is Mylar bags. Uh, they have the emergency shelter tents. Uh, these are, again, lightweight, but they could become priceless in a situation where you need to get out of the elements. Uh, survival sleeping bags, they can also, uh, you can have Mylar survival sleeping bags as well. Uh, an emergency poncho to keep off, again, to keep off the elements. Uh, plastic garbage bags, which could double as a, as a poncho. You can, there are also multiple uses for garbage bags. Um, you, well, anyway, I won't elaborate in the interest of time. Uh, a large tarp, uh, plastic tarps, things like that, something that's going to be lightweight, uh, not take up a lot of space, but yet could become priceless when you need it. Uh, protect, again, protection from elements as well as other uses as well. Uh, and, and I mentioned earlier a change of clothes. If you get wet, you're going to be miserable. Anybody who's been in a situation like that, you know you know how it is. I don't think I need to say a whole lot more about that. And uh, to, the, to whatever extent, keep it, keep your clothes as, as lightweight as possible. Again, extra pair of socks, pair of underwear, uh, outward clothing, and the importance of wearing comfortable shoes. Uh, don't go over, overboard. Uh, try to keep your pack below, you know, right around 20 pounds or less, uh, especially if you have a very long distance to walk. Um, Here's another thing: is it's a collapsible respirator. If you're walking through the city, you've had a, some kind of a terrorist event, or you've had an earthquake. There could be dust in the air, things like that. You might not consider uh, until you actually need it. So there's something to think about: debris in the air, filter out the debris so that you can breathe. Uh, hygiene is important. Uh, think about you know bars, a bar of soap, having that on hand. Uh, especially with regard to food preparedness. Uh, baby wipes is another idea that you can get these a, a pack of them, you know, to fit in there. And uh, that could also help you clean things up. If you have blood on your face, uh, something may have happened, you cut yourself. Um, another thing that um, I'm just trying to hit mainly the highlights of some of this stuff. Uh, <clears throat> always keep... Uh, Unless unless the currency come, becomes completely worthless, which is we could certainly keep, you know, uh, we could certainly envision that happening in our lifetime for sure. But try to have, you know, a couple hundred dollars of, of emergency cash in your wallet or in your pack at a time. Obviously, if you're storing your pack in your car, you wouldn't want to have, uh, you wouldn't want to leave valuables in your car. But uh, try to keep some emergency cash available because mo in most cases, that will uh, get you far. In the absence of uh, the value, any kind of value of the FRNs, then you certainly could uh, have something else for bartering purposes, something that you know that people are going to need in an emergency situation uh, that's lightweight and you can, I mean, anyway. Old cell phones. Keep in mind, uh, most of the time with old cell phones, you have uh, 911 service in the event that you can trust the authorities. Um, most old cell phones, even if they don't have service, will still call the emergency services. So you want to have that with good batteries and a charger. Uh, sunglasses, 
are another item that you can think of. Both protect your eyes as well as keep the sun out of your eyes, and they don't weigh a whole lot. Uh, matches, lighters, things like that that you can use to start a fire. A good multi-tool, which, you know, you can use to uh, uh, kind of you got a pair of pliers in there and uh, maybe another knife, different things that you can use. Uh, and, and, again, buy good quality stuff. Doesn't have to be expensive, but make sure it's quality. Not going to break on you when you need it. An ink pen. There's something you might not think about, but you, if, you, if for some reason you need to write something down. Uh, small plastic bags. These can have multiple uses. Small and large ropes. Uh, I mentioned earlier. You know the. Uh, anyway, moving along here. Alcohol. Alcohol gel to sanitize your hands. And you can also sterilize cooking utensils and. And uh, start fires with these, uh, with this cooking surfaces can be sanitized. Um, again, hygiene. You don't want to be sick in an emergency situation. Another thing is a map of your area and, and a compass. If you, uh, you don't want to get lost in the middle of a city, <laughs> if you're trying to get out of the city, you want to know where you're going. Uh, small transistor radio. Information is very critical. Uh, and, and, and keep in mind, extra batteries. And as these things sit, folks, you got to remember to test out the batteries. Make sure you, everything is kept up, to, ready to go. You, you know, it's really easy to forget about this if you don't use it. Uh, another thing that could be priceless is duct tape. And um, anybody that ever watches Red Green knows how valuable duct tape can be. Uh, of course, I wouldn't piece together, together a car with it, but anyway. Toilet paper. Uh, you want to keep that dry and in plastic because uh, it's useless if it gets wet. Toothbrush, again, hygiene. And uh, small. Anyway, th th these are some ideas just to get us started. Uh, and, and you might also consider a, a small bag with your any passports you might need, uh, birth certificates, important pa papers and documents because, you know, uh, if your house catches fire and this is the only thing you grab, then you don't want all your critical documents to go up in smoke. So this might be something you can keep in the garage or something. If you need to grab it in a moment's notice, you grab it and go. Uh, another thing that's pretty valuable is a USB thumb drive. These are really, really nice because they're extremely small. Uh, they can be purchased with a lot of, co uh, of capacity. And... Um, they can hold a lot of stuff, and, and, and they don't take up a lot of space. So there's there's some ideas to, to, just to kind of get us started here. And, boy, do we have the phones stacked. So I'll tell you what. Uh, Nancy, did you have anything you wanted to add before we uh, go to the uh, phones? Yeah, a couple of things, Darren. Um, um, when you talk about quality stuff, ladies and gentlemen, hit garage and church sales. And the reason I say this is because... You'll find many, many older things there, but they happen to be made out of steel. And uh, these are, you know, small tools, can openers, they're, they're bottle openers, they're uh, little multi-tools, but they're, they're steel. Um, another thing, please, please, critically important, make a family plan. And the reason being is, um, I would guess that if we had a kind of a planned emergency, that it will happen when children are in school. And I think that you need to 
talk with neighbors. I think that together you should all make plans. I think you should have permission slips made out to multiple people in your neighborhoods who could potentially collect your children and get them to their homes if you are working. Uh, also uh, make plans with grandparents who, who may not be at places of employment and who could retrieve children. But you, you need to coordinate together. And so, uh, you, know, uh, you know, work toward getting multiple children out of schools and to safe locations with coordination. And you may have to uh, come up with a written plan and provide that to the school also so that they know who can take your children. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like the idea of having at least one cast iron pot. Uh, simply because you can cook anything in it and you can use fires uh, for cooking. You need to have some type of a small, lightweight pot, uh, kind of like the enamel-covered ones for making coffee on camping trips. You need to be able to boil water. Where soap is concerned, ladies and gentlemen, either buy ivory soap or something called zote, Z-O-T-E soap, because it's good for dishes, you can wash clothing, and it's good for bathing. Um, You want to save grocery bags because they're good for sanitary purposes in a pinch. Uh, You want to make sure, especially if you have to stay home and we've got a power grid failure, that you've got a fire pit available and one small enough that you could take um, an oven rack out of your oven and simply lay it across the pit. and you want to have um, you have to remember babies. You have to remember pets if you've got them. Um, there are there are a lot of things to remember, but um, if if most people in an emergency situation, unless they're you know ground zero, they're probably going to burrow into their homes. A really good supplementary heat is um, go buy a whole bunch of oil lamps. Go to garage sales. You can still buy cheap ones at Kmart. Uh, They produce a lot of heat. And if you've got, you know, four or five oil lamps going in a small room, that room's going to stay warm. And so that's that's just my initial throwing this stuff in. All right. There's so much more. And I know that the listeners are going to add a lot to this discussion, and I'm very much looking forward to it. So let's go ahead and go right to the phone lines right now and get started. Let's uh, go to John in Indiana. You're our first caller, John. You're on the air. Okay, I think John was on the air. By the way, one other thing, too, that I wanted to point out, and I think I I had this in my notes somewhere but I didn't mention, is, uh, and and, and thank you, Mike. Mike in Texas uh, reminded me of this. Uh, we can't stress the importance of having a small first aid kit in your yep. bug out bag. Uh, bag. Uh, that's it's just it, priceless. I mean, if something happens, I don't have to tell you how many things that could happen where you would need something to prevent you from bleeding and in, in, in this type of thing. Uh, lots of things in there. So, okay, we got Alan. Alan, go ahead. Yeah, good morning. Uh, to add to the uh, first aid kit, I'd add some eye wash. Uh, you know, broken glass and so forth, you're going to want to be able to uh, wash your eyes out and so forth. And then as far as uh, a pistol, uh, to take uh, excellent choice of a uh, Ruger um, 
Super 6, um, which you can shoot 22 long rifle and 22 magnum. And, and of course, you know, carry a lot of ammunition in a short, uh, small area of space. And, uh, and then as far as food, uh, cans of sardines are real good. They're cheap, take up a little bit of space, they're highly nutritious. Mm-hmm. Okay, very good. Uh, and, of course, that would just add the necessity of, of taking a can opener. But, uh, well, no, most of them, most of them you can pop. They have a little, you know, thumb thing that you can pop over yourself. But as far as those tools you were mentioning before, I would get one of those Leatherman, you know, where you got like 21 tools and one, one grip. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's those, a very good. And I keep those in all of our cars, in our in the glove boxes of all of our cars, and like you say, flash flashlights and that, all that stuff. So, uh, did you say you're going to post all this on your website? Yeah, I'm taking notes here as we go. So, uh, a lot of this stuff I already have written down, the stuff that I've mentioned, and I'm also uh, taking notes as we go here. So, yeah, we'll do that. Very good. All right. Thank you. It'll be a little bit later on in the weekend, though, but uh, we will get it up on the website uh, okay. permanently. Thank you. All right. Thanks a lot. I appreciate the call there, Alan. All right. Let's uh, try Tony in Arizona. Tony. You're up next. Um, on the socks, I would recommend a, a lightweight pair of wool socks. And they're making wool these days soft and not abrasive, but wool keeps you warm even if it's wet. And um, there's, they make an emergency candle that has uh, wicks that are separated. So these candles, you can cook with them. They come in a little tin, and if you need more heat or... Uh, firepower to cook uh, an egg or something on or whatever heat up some water to warm up you can just add another wick in there so you regulate the heat by adding additional wicks to it and they produce heat you can cook light and then also uh, some cotton balls um, that uh, just a little bag of cotton balls uh, they are uh, make fire starting very easy they catch right on Mm. And you hit on most of the others, I think. Um, I prefer a Swiss Army over uh, the Leathermans. And my okay. son bought me a, a great uh, Swiss Army. It's it's large for a woman, uh, but, um, you know, it has everything on it. It has a little magnifying glass you could use to uh, use the sun to start a fire. It has scissors, um, all kinds of uh, tools in there, and different blades as well, a little file, um and they're, you know, a little bit pricey, 50 70 bucks, but that's everything, and then you don't really need anything else. So you've hit almost everything else, um, and I would, uh, in the bug-out bag, I would definitely stay away from the cast iron and get a small collapsible, um, Just it's just a three-sided stove, or it's not even a stove, but a three-sided windbreak. Uh-huh. And then you put this emergency candle in, in there, set it in the bottom, and you can cook on that. Um, yeah, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't and, recommend transporting in a bug-out bag cast iron uh, oh, okay. because of the weight. But, you know, right. for home use, uh-huh. I just don't think you can beat them. Yeah. Right. I do have those on the side, too. But, um... I'll tell you what, let's take a break here. I'll hold you over, and we also have another caller after you. 800-313. Okay, well, thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Thanks thanks a lot for the tips there. 800-313-9443. That's 800-313-9443. We're taking your preparedness tips. We'll be back in a moment, folks.
This is Governor America. As we continue on here, already burned through the first hour. It's amazing how fast the time goes in this uh, broadcast. But anyway, I want to go back to the phone lines right now. Uh, and we have John in New York City. Or, or New York. Hello. I don't know if, I'm going to yeah. rat, uh, if you can hear me, I can rattle off some things, and then we can come back and visit whatever ones you want and why I'm stocking this kind of things. Okay. Um, uh, E-tool uh, for digging. Um, alligator clips for attaching small wires and a small phone, wired phone. A lot of times you can find uh, these wired telephone posts and uh, maybe hook up your phone and make phone calls. Definitely a gas mask. Old maps that would really show a lot of old features that may not be on new maps, like old tunnels and old caves. Uh, bean sprouts are, are good to keep dry and use to eat. Cayenne pepper is great for closing wounds and also dogs on trails and uh, also for seasoning of uh, bad foods you have. Um, .999 silver coins and silver wire to uh, purify water and also use as training the coins uh, to help uh, get through checkpoints. Uh, another thing is uh, euros, uh, the money of the Europeans. Uh, you might find the guards you can bribe. To, hey, let me through this checkpoint here. It's not worth dying over. Uh, a little small box of 22s and 12-gauge stuff like that that you can either repurpose in uh, pipes and make your own single shots. Definitely slingshot. Uh, folding saws are better than the um, the cheap ring saws because uh, the cheap ring saws, uh, wire saws, break so easy. They're made in China, most of them. Uh, tucks, tri hooks uh, are great for uh, the three way hooks and use for fish, fish wire on these small, cheap little arms. You can perimeter your area, and the fish hooks will attach to whoever's coming through a trail and pull off the little dollar store alarms. Uh, snares, definitely night vision because the best time to move might be at nighttime because most people won't have nighttime vision. Um, the bug nets, the head nets and stuff can also be used as fish nets. Uh, uh, super glue for wound closing and air pistol to take out uh, little uh, lights at night quietly and things like that so you can pass through. Uh, uh, the other thing is maybe two gold coins uh, to have as, as for super uh, payout. Uh, the other thing is on your area right now, look at all the abandoned houses in the area. Go on the county maps and find out who owns them and act like your prospective uh, real estate buyer. And this way you get a tour of the house and stuff like that. And that way when you're walking out east, north, west, or south, you've checked out the different abandoned properties for a layover place because you've already maybe looked inside the house as a prospective real estate uh, buyer. Hmm. Um, all sorts of uh, bags are made for the dogs to carry their own items. Um, and that's probably there's probably a bunch more that are left off. Oh, pantyhose is excellent for warmth and use as a fish uh, net uh, kind of thing. The automatic fish reels are great. Um, uh, the a um, uh, couple more things here I can't think of. Uh, oh, learn how to do some uh, lock picking. You make uh, padlock shims to open padlocks with the uh, um, soda cans. That way, if you had to get through a gate and get past an area. Um, and uh, maybe a ghillie seat suit. And make sure your uh, backpack is waterproof because if that stuff gets soggy, it'd be heavy mm. as, as hell. Um, yeah. If you, you don't have a waterproof backpack, you can get the waterproof uh, insul uh, bags to put inside there. Make a list of all your items and put it on top so you, you know which pocket things are in. And um, the, um, uh, the other thing is the, uh, the ba water bags you can use as solar um, uh, hot water heaters, these old, uh, not old, but the wine boxes that you see the wine is in the box. Empty mm -hmm. those wines out and uh, roll those bags up really tight, and you can make a flotation device out of those uh, wine bags. So, repurpose yeah. those. That's my Very good. And also, a small solar charger to charge your batteries. You need uh, 
three 9-volt batteries and alligator clips and wires, and you make your own super silver with that uh, point, uh, 999 silver wire on your back for... Now, now, do you have any uh, suggestions on, you know, say, for instance, a solar charger that a particular brand or something that people could go for? I haven't found one I really like yet. I, I like everything as far as my night vision. I like to have either AAA or AA. I won't buy the, uh, any, anything that won't use AA batteries because anything that uses special, uh, car, uh, camera batteries... Okay, uh, hey, 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 John, let me, let me hold you over here. Uh, we've got the top of the hour break. Stay with us. We'll be back here in a moment. This is Governor America, hour number two. Straight ahead, we'll be back. Just south of the Great Lakes capital city, covering all of North America via satellite, AM and FM stations all across the country, and live and archived on the World Wide Web, this is the second hour of Govern America. Darren Weeks and Nancy Levant here, as we are every Saturday, and it continues to be the 19th of January, 2013, and we are here taking your survival tips, uh, things that you think needs to be done to get us through the hard times and help each other. And John is in New York and, John, I keep wanting to say New York City. I'm not sure it's New York City or just the state. But, anyway, he uh, he gave us a big, long list of things, which I, I wrote down here. And, once again, we're going to post uh, this stuff up on the website uh, later on so that you folks can uh, kind of benefit from it. And uh, just to kind of give you an idea and, you know, what to include, what not to include, what things to plan for. And... Um, Anyway, uh, John, you were uh, you were talking about small solar solar uh, chargers, and uh, that I guess you didn't have really anything you found necessarily that you like at no, this point. I haven't found anything yet because uh, I'm looking for one that also has a crank on it that you could charge by hand in case at nighttime. Uh, but the only things I want to charge are triple A's, double A's, and nine volts. Uh, so that's my uh, area of uh, things that I want to run. The mm-hmm. um, ear, also, I was thinking uh, enhanced uh, audio earmuffs because you can hear so much better at night and hear what's coming before they do. So if you want to enhance your hearing much like a dog, get that. And also if something goes off loud, it shuts down that. So that would be great for evasion. Mm-hmm. Um, the other blanket, instead of the Mylar blankets, I don't like those because they're too shiny. There's mm-hmm. uh, blankets out there that have olive coloring on one side, even camouflage. And the military use them for emergency evac of wounded soldiers. There's mylar on one side, and then they have the camouflage or the olive on the outside, and they have grommets on them. They're very heavily made, and that would be the thing I would stock up on. Uh, your survival uh, advertiser there, I bought the playing cards uh, that have survival on the playing cards and then weeds, so weeds to eat and uh, survival situations. So those are small you can put in your, your backpack, and if you're with other people, it gives you something to do. Uh, definitely a hacksaw because you uh, want to be able to cut through things. Uh, so, and hacksaw blades are, are, are very thin. You can pack them anywhere. Uh, the key thing is uh, make yourself a utility belt, kind of like a Batman kind of thing, and have the most important things you have uh, on your person or where they're at so you can get at them. As far as a knife goes, make sure they're all fighting knives because so many times people have a knife that looks nice. And if your hands are wet or bloody or whatever, or even just cutting fishes up, slimy stuff like that, your hands will slide down the handle onto the knife, and that cuts you, and that puts a wound on you. So you need to have uh, guards on those folding knives or uh, hand knives. Um, sure. So you can fight them so your hand doesn't slide down. Also, latex gloves uh, would be important to have for uh, when you need to handle things that are not so good. Mm-hmm. And uh, definitely gloves and uh, the hose stockings for extra lining for each of Trying to get okay. this all down into a lightweight carrying thing is a situation. Uh, yeah, we got to take a break here. Hold on, we'll be back here, folks. When your nation is floundering, 
in a sea of phony debt. And your cities are seething with domestic violence. And you're broke and disgusted with your worthless government. Will you need the peacekeeping forces today? ideas on how to generate power, maybe for your home in an emergency type situation, uh, especially on the go if you have to leave your home. But uh, these are ideas that uh, everyone can benefit from. So this is what we're doing today, all three hours. And if we uh, get a lapse in calls, which we haven't so far, uh, we'll, uh, we'll share other information. But predominantly, I, I want to make the show about you. You are the star of the show today. And we want to take your calls right now at 800-313-9443. That's 800-313-9443. Or email ideas to radio at governamerica.com. And John is in New York. And, John, we were uh, just speaking uh, earlier, and we have a little bit of a longer segment now. Uh, did you have anything else? You, you threw out quite a laundry list there. I knew, I, I knew I wanted to get uh, get it all out before, you know, give people other time to get on after me. I'll leave you with a couple of these items. Uh, one magazine that I suggest really getting it from the library or reading or getting subscription to is called Backwoods, uh, Backwoodsman. It's called Backwoodsman Magazine, and it talks about all sorts of primitive ways of living off the land and, and uh, hunting and fishing and uh, making uh, all sorts of uh, knives and steel and uh, just hunting, everything. The other thing is, like the Arabs do it going across the deserts, they preposition ostrich eggs with water and stuff like that. You can do the same thing with five-gallon buckets and position them on these old abandoned properties buried underneath the dirt so it doesn't disturb anybody's uh, property. And then if you have to bug out east, north, or west, or south, you've got these five-gallon old paint buckets with uh, things in there with mail art that are, you know, walking distance or a day or two of your area. Heat tabs, you definitely want to have those so you can have some kind of uh, cooking at night because uh, you may not want to give up a signature. Uh, and those are some of the basics off the top of my head. Definitely want to get a night vision because when things get really, really bad, night vision is going to be like guns hard to find. And you want to get night vision that has uses AAA or AA batteries, easy to find batteries. Even Generation 1 is very affordable. And uh, a guy who can see at night is way better than a bunch of people that can't. Yeah. All right. Very All right thank good. you very much. Good show. Thank I look you so forward much. to that list. All right. Hey, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. You All right. Let's move on to Don in Tennessee. Don, you're up next. It's John. Oh, it's John. Okay. Uh, you had a couple callers with some really good things. I, for instance, I was going to say that the. Uh, Cayenne pepper is good for closing wounds. Uh, mm -hmm. Also, 
Southern, you know, I've been telling people for years to learn how to preserve food. Get you some mm-hmm. some food-grade salt. You can get that at a co-op or a, a good hardware store for curing meat. The stronger salt, 50-pound bag, will last you a long time. Learn how to preserve your food. You and I have talked before, things that we can eat. We all know you can make tea out of pine needles. You can eat pine needles. Kudzu they're trying to kill. Darren, you know, you can eat kudzu. So if you know where a good patch of kudzu is, and it's not hard to find, it covers up everything that it grows around, you can eat it. The the bark from a from a willow tree is a pain reliever, it's a fever reducer, it's an inflammation healer. So know know what's in the environment that you can use to relieve pain, to close wounds, preserve food. Understand that bees there's no such thing as a killer bee. And if you if you happen to be fortunate enough to find a, a swarm of bees or a beehive in an old tree, if you approach it properly, you do not need protective equipment. As long as you do it in the right way, you can get into a beehive and take all the honey you want. And uh, you know, know this: you can you can keep bees on your back porch if you do it properly. Learn how to do the things that the old timers did. Talk to them. They're happy to relive their past. Ask them how they used to do things. If you happen across someone that's in their 80s, ask them how did you how did you get by, and they'll tell you, and they'll they'll teach you. Yeah, Water- there's a lot of home remedies that uh, the folks have, you know, the older folks, the older generation, know about that we've really lost sight of because we we've become soft. Well, not the- only become soft, Darren, but we're dependent upon doctors that are making a fortune practicing medicine. They don't they haven't got it down yet. They're practicing. Yeah. They're practicing on you and I. Water purification. Industrial complex. Water purification. How did the Romans do it? Well, they had step separators. So if you've got a little bit of property, make a step separator. If you don't know what it is, look it up. They're not hard. It'll take contaminants out and make drinkable water out of things that are otherwise not drinkable. Uh, there's there's uh, previous, the previous guy, man, <laughs> he's on the money. Nine-volt batteries. Do you know what's inside a nine-volt battery, Darren? Six AAA uh, batteries. What is it? Six AAA batteries. Pull the top off a nine-volt battery, and you have six AAA batteries. So, you know, there's, there's a whole lot. The little square lantern batteries. Take those apart carefully, and they're full of AA batteries. They don't want you to know this stuff, but if you know it, you can use it. Yep. All right. Well, thank you a lot. Thank you. Appreciate the call there, John. Thank you so much. All right, let's move on. We uh, have, by the way, the phone number, if you'd like to call in, 800-313-9443. That's 800-313-9443. And we have Art. Art is up next. Art, go ahead. Darren, how's it going? I'm hanging in there. Uh, Great show, man. A lot of good callers with a lot of great information. We have a brilliant audience, Art. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what, man. 
Well, I happen to be fortunate, just like that last caller there. I happen to be fortunate. I uh, grew up in a very country family, uh, and my family's been doing things the same same way for ten generations, and I am proud to carry it on. And so I was fortunate enough growing up to learn the old ways of doing things and learn how to do things that didn't require relying on someone else, including, you know, preserving and storing my own food, hunting, trapping, all kinds of really cool stuff. But there were some things that they couldn't teach me that I had to learn later on. And so we'll throw a couple of these things out. The first thing is I am absolutely opposed 100% to storing any kind of canned foods. Now, the reason for this is because when you're done, what are you going to do with that can? Okay? Now, you can crush them down, but the problem is cans are still going to take up a lot of space, and you're going to eventually have to dispose of them. So what I tell people is you stay with dried goods, dehydrated goods, things like this, and you vacuum seal them. Now, the advantage to this is these bags, once you open them and, and eat out of, eat whatever's in them, you can clean them out, and if you have a small solar panel, a deep cell battery, and a power inverter, and you've got your vacuum sealer, you can reuse these bags. They're great. Mm -hmm. um, so another thing, so you store everything, dry goods, in vacuum seal, and also vacuum sealed means no air, which means your food is going to last a whole lot longer. Right. Now, let's talk about heating and cooking. There's a really cool thing I learned. I, I'm, I'm over 50 years old, and I spent half my life living on the streets and living on the land, uh, and I spent about five years in the mountains of Arkansas, and I learned this really great little thing. It's called you take a coffee can, and you, once your coffee's gone, cut your piece of cardboard. Take a corrugated cardboard box. Cut your piece of cardboard just wide enough to where it will sit about a half inch below the top of the can. And okay. cut just a long enough strip so that you can roll it up, and when you set it in there and it kind of unrolls a little bit, you have about a quarter-inch spacing between it. So you have kind of like this coiled, corrugated cardboard thing in there. Now you take, get you some Crisco vegetable shortening. Now I imagine you could probably use oil, but I don't know. I use vegetable shortening liquefy it and pour it in there to where it's about a quarter of an eight, uh, about an eighth of an inch below the top of the cardboard. Let it set, let it solidify. And you take you some, just any kind of old wire rack, whatever, just anything that's going to elevate your pot up enough for airflow to get in there. Now, you're, like you're talking about the metal, you're talking about the metal cans, not the, not the uh, plastic ones, right? Right, the metal coffee cans. Because a lot of the uh, cans today have gone to a plastic type of can, and I think where where I think you might be going uh, with this wouldn't work with plastic. No, it wouldn't melt. But what you're going to do is when you're ready to cook, see all that vegetable shortening is going to resolidify, and what's mm -hmm. going to happen is you're going to like that cardboard, and now that cardboard is going to feed the flame is going to feed off of that vegetable shortening. You can cook with this and you can heat with this. Another nifty little trick is you take your six-ounce soda can and you go about an inch above, uh, about an inch above the bottom of the can. You cut a slit about one quarter of the way around it, or actually about one third of the way around it, horizontally. Cut another slit. Right, here's music. Oh, hold on, we'll be back. Michael Anthony. 
govern America. Nancy Levan is here. I'm Darren Weeks. As we continue on here, we are talking, taking your phone calls on survival tips and preparedness, things that you think need to be done to prepare for the tough times ahead. And certainly we don't have to lay out the problems. We have done that many times in the past, uh, but we don't want to just complain about the problems. We want to want to talk about solutions to the problems, and that's what we're doing today. All three hours taking your phone calls on what you think needs to be done to prepare. 1-800-313-9443. Do I still have Nancy? Nancy, are you still there? Yes, I am. All right. Very good. Feel free to jump in anytime you want. Uh, Art's on the line right now, and uh, Art, you were uh, finishing up your things, the things that you think need to be done. You were talking about coffee cans with shortening and ways we can cook food. Uh, continue, please. Right, and with the coffee can, not only can you cook with that, but it also it's a, it's an excellent little heater. But now uh, let's go another step. Take your six-ounce soda can, about an inch from the bottom, cut a horizontal sl- uh, slit from one-quarter to a third the way around the can. In the middle of that, you go vertically, cut it up to about a half an inch from the top, and then, again, a horizontal. Basically, what you just did was cut an eye shape, and then you bend those out. And again, now here you'll take like a, say, a 10-gauge steel wire. You don't want to use anything that's going to be heat sensitive that's going to melt or bend too easy under heat. So steel works really great. And you do like a circle, and then uh, you bend it kind of in a circle, about the same size as the inside of that can, and then you bend it so it goes in toward the middle of the can, and then you bend it so it shoots straight up towards the top of the can, and then you, you twist that around say, a thin uh, cotton wick or anything like that. You can use toilet paper, works good. But you'll twist the wire around that to hold it in place. And, again, you'll take your vegetable shortening, you'll liquefy it, and you'll pour it in there so it's just below the top of that cut that you made at the bottom there. Mm-hmm. And now you just made a lantern. Now you mm. can light your way with this. And the advantage to this is if it's facing the right way and a wind blows, it doesn't blow your light out, and that shiny inside aluminum of the can reflects all the light out and lightens the, and, and illuminates the area. These are just a few really basic things that I learned living on the mountains in Arkansas yeah. in caves for five years, and this is how I cooked, how I lit my, my living area, uh, how I uh, heated. I mean, you don't have to have big high-tech stuff. If you can simply take what you find and reuse it. Yeah. Yeah, very good. All right. Hey, thank you so much for the call. I appreciate that. All right, man. Y'all have a great one. Yeah, you too. God bless. Uh, Joey writes, she says, hi, Darren. I also heard about something else on another talk show this morning. She says a man has found a way to put infrared lights on baseball caps that are supposed to block the cameras from getting your facial scan. She says you can find this info on the rinse.com website or maybe just Google Justice Caps. That's Justice Caps. Uh, so there's a, there's a thought for preparedness from Joy, uh, one of our regular listeners. Thank you so much, Joy. Uh, and we're taking your preparedness tips, folks. Anything you think that might help other people? Uh, if you have a question you want, want to pose to the audience, Call in 1-800-313-9443, and we'll let other folks call in and answer the question. That's 
888-900-9443. And let's go out to Arkansas and talk to Francis, who's been waiting for a while. Francis, thanks for holding on. Appreciate you taking this call. I'd sure. Like to, I'd like to mention two things and see if anybody has any comments about them that I never hear on preparedness things. Number one is the individual and anybody else that's with that individual must have the absolute ability to pull the trigger. The second thing I'd like to mention is people need to have the proper identification of targets of opportunity. And I never hear anybody talk about getting their mind prepared for pulling the trigger and whether they can really do it. And I wondered what your comments might be on that. Well, can you elaborate a little bit more on what you think, what you what you say about targets of opportunity? Places to get materials, okay. whatever you need. If society has gone completely kapoop, and you know for a fact that everybody that still has electricity has got the number and the mark of the beast, and say like you're a guy that has a twenty dollar bill and he can't buy any groceries and spend like this for months. Well, the people that still have the number and mark of the beast, where are they going? Wouldn't they be a target of opportunity? Yeah. Uh, that's an interesting thought. Well, it gets down to the point that people have to know that at times they have to make decisions and they have to do something that would be gross in a normal society. And I know an awful lot of people that talk big, but they can't pull the trigger. And I don't yeah. want to be around anybody that can't pull the trigger. It's heavy-duty thinking that you got to get into if you're really going to survive, in my opinion. So anyway, yeah, yeah. So, so what I hear you saying really is that you have to you have to undergo your own mental preparedness. Absolutely, because if you don't do that, all the goodies in the world get taken by somebody else. You know, yeah. all your preparedness items. So you got to be have that mental attitude, and it's tough to pull the trigger. Yeah, you know. absolutely. So no anyway, I just thought I'd throw that out because I never heard anybody mentioning, you know, attitude. Yeah, exactly. All right, well, listen, I appreciate that, and it'd be interesting to hear what other folks have to say about that. Thanks a lot. We'll be back here, folks, in a moment on Governor America. I'm going to fix. Need something quick.
us right now at 800-313-9443. That's 800-313-9443. We're talking preparedness today. Don't want to just complain about the problems. The problems, we all know what the problems are, don't we? But there are solutions to the problems, and the chief solution among all of them is personal preparedness. There are some things we can't do anything about, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, we just have to face that reality. You know, the clowns in Washington, D.C. have uh, basically, I use the analogy of uh, shooting the ship of state in the ocean water, the sea of death, the sea of disaster is rushing in, flooding the lower decks. They've left us to fend for ourselves. There's nothing you can do about this, these scumbags in Washington, D.C., at least not for the immediate future. So until we get our country back, we are going to be facing some difficult times in the not-too-distant future, I believe. And so we have to prepare for it. We have to be ready for it. And that's what we're trying to do today uh, with this program, uh, having people call in, share your thoughts, your ideas on what we can do. Uh, Nancy, do you have anything else before we go back to the phones? Yes, I want to add a couple of things, Darren. One of the things that I do is I leave just a, you know, a plastic grocery bag on my counter. And what I do with that bag is uh, when I use foil and, you know, it, it hasn't been, become sloppy with food, I mm -hmm. retain it. I fold it up. I throw it in that bag. When I use Ziploc bags and I, that nothing wet has been in them, I just reuse them. I, or I fold them up, throw them in that bag. Twist ties, uh, containers. Um, I never throw any container away, plastic, steel, or um, uh, otherwise. Uh, I wash them out. I keep them. I throw them in the bag. And then I store these things uh, just in my garage. Um, another thing I want to address is when you go to any restaurant um, and you see little sugar packets, salt and pepper packets, anything like that, grab a few. Um, they're really good to throw in a backpack. Bullion cubes. Uh, throw some in um, Ziplocs. Throw them in your backpack. Another thing that's important is you want to have some wire on a spool. Uh, small wire, doesn't have to be huge. Um, never throw foil away. Uh, you want to get a couple of pairs of cheap dollar store uh, reading glasses. Um, uh, you can buy little tiny fire starter sticks. Those are great to have. You always want to have some tweezers and some bungee cords. And, um, you know, don't think that you don't have the money to start putting things back, because you do. Keep a bag on your counter. As you go through, you know, your drawers and your cooking utensils and stuff, the things that you have down in the bottom that you rarely use, throw them in the bag that you're keeping on your counter, and then just go stick them somewhere in your garage so that they're available. And you will be surprised at what you can collect that are very important. you got to – you see a – a couple packets of matches somewhere, throw them in the bag. Yeah, and, very important. And, you know, you'd be surprised. You, you, I collect a bag practically every week or two of stuff. Yep. So, And that's the thing is if you do a little at a time, over time that builds up and uh, you can then you can kind of fine-tune things and decide what you need, what you might not want to, you know, carry because it's too much weight. This is the type of thing we're just trying to get folks to think about what they can and cannot do, and of course, everything is going to be adjusted according to the climate that you're in. 
Yep. You know, and so you might have to go periodically when the seasons change and, and tweak things. Yep. But this this is something that shouldn't be left on the back burner, so to speak, because you never know when you're going to need it. And no, so, do it every day. If you clean out a drawer, you're going to find something in there that you could go dump in a bag. Mm-hmm. where you're collecting things. You know, you've got pencils that don't have great erasers on them anymore. Um, you know, all kinds of things, all mm-hmm. kinds of things that are useful. We are such a throwaway society. And yep. so many things, you know, imagine if everything just went to hell in a handbasket, Darren, how important even a couple of containers would be. You know, if you, for instance, if you have a metal coffee can and you get a candle, a larger candle that you set in there, you can actually heat your car from that coffee can and that candle. There, there, it, it's, it, it really is remarkable. Yeah, and it's just kind of interesting. You know, uh, Art was talking about the coffee can to heat things. Uh, another thing that that I was uh, thinking about was the possibility of using some of the coffee cans are very useful and, and and you can use the plastic ones for other things possibly burying things uh you know they seal real well yes. keep the moisture out uh and you know so some some ideas there and anybody is welcome to kind of develop upon that as we go on let's uh, let's go back to the phones by the way the number if you'd like to call in i think we have a couple of open lines 800-313-9443 that's 800-313-9443 and tom is in mississippi tom you're up next hey there dear um appreciate you letting me call in hey Um, all right i want you to repeat after me (laughs) only fools blame tools only fools blame tools that's right ted nugent said that okay all right that goes for the guns only two only fools blame tools i'd love to have a bumper sticker that said that the other bumper sticker i want the back of my car says Dead fingers, baby. Dead fingers. Well, you want to elaborate a little bit about what you mean by that or what he meant by that? Well, they, they're only going to take my guns from my dead fingers. Um, only fools blame tools. Guns are tools. They don't shoot people. That's right. People shoot people. Well, you know, I've got stories here which we're probably not going to get to today, but, you know, we're seeing more and more since there's ammo shortages right now, since there are gun shortages going on right now. And, by the way, one of our listeners uh, notified me uh, through a private message, said that he went to Walmart, and they were telling him that uh, they're not selling guns, you know, and and that's been verified by other people as well. That well, they were Mark, really- Walmart is a... Um, um, they're, you know, they're capitalist in the nth degree. If they can't get something, they can't sell it. I take great well, Walmart. I feel yeah. really good because all the gun shows are selling out. That means all the Americans right there buying as many guns as they can get their hands on. That's a yeah. good thing. Now, you remember that America's got a militia that goes on maneuvers every year, 16 million people. I mean, it's recorded. They have the statistics on this. They go on maneuvers every year. They hone their talents. They practice. They get out and they test their their hardware and everything. It's called deer season. Count the number go. of count the number of. Um, or just go and look it up. Uh, it's, it's documented. 
how many uh, gun licenses, uh, hunting licenses are, are sold every year. Now, that's mm-hmm. just the hunters. That's right. I hadn't bought, bought a hunting license in 20 years because I hunt on my own land. There's a ton of other people like that, so that number's not even realistic. Then you've got gun owners who shoot but don't hunt. That's probably another uh, double that number. Yep. they got a hard row to hoe. The reason they want to take our, our guns is because this is the bottom line. People are not boiling it down. This is the bottom line. The communists are in control. They come into office. They control our media. They control our government. They control the upper factions of all of our military and, and law enforcement. They've got to take our guns. Yeah, uh, they want us they want to kill as you know. many Americans as they can. They want to kill you. They want to control this. Do not give up your guns. Well, this never, is the thing: is that never, ever... never, never, never give up. Well, never I don't believe the people ever will. And 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 the thing is, is we have a government right now that claims to be dedicated to homeland security, and yet everything in true Orwellian fashion, everything they're doing is exactly dedicated to the opposite. The mantra seems to be, and it's an unspoken mantra, lay down and be a good victim. Well, right, right. I don't want to be a victim at all. It's programming. Yep. If you exactly. understand you're being hoodwinked, you're being uh, brainwashed, that's that's 50, that's 90% of the battle right there. If you, well, you can know, understand that what you're without, being told. Without ulterior motives, why would anyone, any organization or any government want their people to be defenseless. Exactly. Exactly. It's a communist takeover. They want to take your guns. They want to have this country. And we got a communist in, in uh, a highest office. And he's got people under him that are uh, just more communist. Yep. Very good. Well, thank you so much, Tom. Right, one more you thing call. I forgot to t- no one more thing I forgot to tell you. Uh, okay. I meant to leave with this, but I just got so motivated. Uh, <laughs> Harbor Freight has a solar charger that will okay. take nickel nickel metal hydride and NICAD batteries. Okay, that's Harbor Freight. Harbor Freight. They got a solar charger that will do both nickel metal hydride and NICAD batteries. Okay, do you have any idea how much this charger is going for? Oh, I think it's like fourteen, fifteen bucks, sixteen, something like that. Oh, that's very affordable. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hey, thanks a lot. Yes, indeed. All right. Last thing I would say is, I'm speaking to Americans out there. You're all free Americans today. What will you do with that freedom? <laughs> that's right. Amen. Thank you so much, Tom. Appreciate the call there, buddy. All right, let's move on. Let's uh, talk to Rich in Pennsylvania. Rich, you're up next. Karen, hi, Nancy. First-time caller, long-time listener. Hi. Uh, I'm going to talk about uh, alternative energy sources. Uh, basically, I'll tell you what I bought. I had bought a, uh, a solar system, and it's self-charging for under fourteen $1,400. Uh, I picked up uh, four, what are called, Instapack. Mr. Park, excuse me, 20-watt high-efficiency monocrystalline solar panels. I also picked up a couple of uh, power inverters. I picked up a Tiger Claw 3,000-watt power inverter. 
It uh, converts 3,000 watts and is up to 6,000 watts power peak. I also picked up a uh, 2MK uh, cycle gel, 12-volt deep cycle batteries. They're 88 amp hours. I also picked up um, two uh, solar charger no. power controllers, which are 10 amps, 12 volts. And also picked up uh, LCD uh, volt uh, power uh, meter uh, voltage so you can check out the voltage on the uh, system. Okay, let me, let me back up here. $1,400. Yeah, Rich, let me uh, back up here real quick because uh, I was writing as you were talking here. I'm trying to take these notes and uh, so folks can benefit from the information. Uh, Not a problem. The uh, alternative energy, okay, the solar, the solar, what kind of solar panels or, or whatever you, you said? They're called Instrapack, I-N-S-T-R-A-P-A-R-K. A-P-A, okay. Okay. Okay, and those are monocrystalline solar panels. There's two types. That's the better uh, solar panel. Okay. Okay, and like I said, I bought four of those, and they're 20 watts apiece. Okay, and those are running you roughly about two, 200 and maybe about 60 bucks for four. Okay. Okay, and the other thing I bought was a Tiger Claw 3,000-watt power inverter. It basically converts... DC power to AC. Right. Okay, and those I paid 200 apiece, which is a very good deal for a 3,000 water, because those normally run sometimes three and a half, almost 400 bucks for a 3,000 watts. Mm -hmm. And I also picked up MK deep cycle 12 volt gel batteries that are 88 amps hours. Now those are very expensive. Those are running you about 550 bucks. A pair. Okay. Okay, and also okay, and also picked up the solar chargers, uh, controllers, because you're going to need those to be able to control the voltage that uh, regenerates from the solar panel to regenerate your battery after you use your battery voltage. Mm -hmm. Like I said, that's now, all under fourteen hundred dollars. All right. All right. Very good. Um, and another thing, Darren. Uh, what, for is, what can what before you go on there? What okay. what can folks run off of? All of this. I mean, obviously you're not going to power your whole house. What I have total here, Darren, is 6,000 watts total of power. That's okay. more than a household gas generator without buying gas. All right. That's the reason I went that way. I also have a gas generator myself, but I'm thinking about what if the gas runs out. What am I going to do? Mm -hmm. And this way it's totally off the grid, totally free. It'll pay for itself as time goes on. That's right. And then the Valuable other thing stuff. I want to talk about also, Darren, is portable refrigeration. Now, I have also purchased uh, a portable refrigerator that runs off of AC and DC. It's called a Wintier, W-H-Y-N-T-E-R, portable refrigerator freezer. It could either be a refrigerator or a freezer. Okay, I'll tell you what, Todd, I'm, I'm, I'm up against the clock here. Can you hang on? There's sure, a moment, yeah. Rich, and I'll hold you over the break. All right, stay with us. And we got the, the phone stacked again, so all the callers, you just hang with us, and we'll get to you. Got another whole hour to go after this hour is complete, so we will get to you. Just be patient with us. We're, uh, we're taking your phone calls on preparedness tips, ladies and gentlemen. This is Govern America. Want to help each other out? Help us get through the tough times, and this is what we're doing. Solutions today. We'll be back here in a moment. Stay with us.
left of this hour. Another whole hour to go after this, and we have the phones stacked. So we're going to try to move through some of these calls. But uh, Rich is in Pennsylvania. Rich, you were talking about uh, portable uh, refrigeration, and you had said you had a uh, winter. It's W-H-Y-N-T-E-R? Correct. And it functions either as a refrigerator or a freezer, and it plugs in your cigarette lighter. Okay. Or you can run it off something. You know what I mean? Or you can change that, swap that uh, light, cigarette lighter out for, you know what I mean, different wires and run it a different way. Mm-hmm. The other thing I want to mention also is uh, people are thinking about bows and arrows because those are silent weapons. Yeah. And they're not subject necessarily to gun bans. Correct. So for those that are... basically tell you things yet, Darren. All right. Thank you so much. I right, appreciate the call. Thank you very much. Yep, All right. Bye-bye. God bless. All right, Chuck in Texas, you're up next. Chuck, go right ahead. Chuck? All right, I don't know what's going on there. I hear things moving around. Chuck, uh, we'll come back to Chuck. Let's go to Herb in Wisconsin. Herb. Hi. I'm calling Hi. about uh, three things. Two have to do with getting water when the grid is down. And the third is a matter of attitude preparation the earlier caller called in about. Okay. So the first thing about getting water out of the ground, uh, in a rural setting like we're in, we have a well, a six-inch casing, and there's a submersible pump. I built this and installed it myself years ago. But um, uh, there's a a commercial pump you can buy for $400 from flowjack.com, F-L-O, Dash J A K F L O dash J A K. That's a trademark. The company's been in business over 30 years. Um, they they have a uh, PVC pipe pump that's designed, and it's uh, actually it's completely hidden. There's you can't, nobody can even tell it's here, and uh, and I take the handle off when I'm not using it. Uh, the handle screws on or screws off, and we have a. Uh, a decorative basket over top to hide it. Uh, so it, uh, it it allows you to pull out water out of the ground relatively easily by hand. Okay. And the second way, if you don't have 400 bucks, is a, is a homemade device that will bring one gallon at a time. And that is, I, I built uh, several of these. These are uh, PVC pipe, two-inch diameter, and, uh, and you get a, a number of... Uh, uh, Connecting parts, plumbing parts, uh, and put a plumbing check valve that allows water to go one direction only. And you hook mm-hmm. about a, a hundred foot rope or fifty foot rope on it, and you you drop this. And when you have this thing finished, you lower it into the well, and then it, uh, the water goes in when you push lower it. And when you pull it out, it carries up a gallon of water in the two inch PVC pipe. And that's only that cost me about twenty bucks. Uh, to make that, and right. uh, and at least you can uh, not dehydrate and die. Uh, right, exactly. The, the third thing I was calling about is the attitude preparation. Mm-hmm. I've spent about four years thinking this through and anticipating this day that we've got right now with the gun grab, and uh, I don't like it one bit, and I don't really want to live in a world where they can do anything to you they want because there's no more deterrent. So... Um, I made up my mind to give up my life when it comes to comes to push comes to shove, and to and to take somebody out if I possibly can before I die, and so yeah. that's the preparation I made. 
and my wife has decided the same. Uh, we haven't been tested with this yet, but um, uh, that's the way we feel about it. If they're going to come and raid and invade and torture, kill, maim, whatever they want to do or steal, uh, we're just not willing to do it. Yeah. Thank you very much. Bye. Hey, thank you so much. Appreciate it, Herb. All right, we have Chuck and Liz. Hang with us. Uh, we'll uh, get to you after the break here on Govern America. And the number, if you'd like to call in, is 800-313-9443. We'll be back. South of the Great Lakes capital city, covering all of North America via satellite, AM and FM stations all across the country, and live and archived on the World Wide Web. This is the third and final hour of Govern America. Darren Weeks and Nancy Levant here on the 19th of January, 2013, as we continue on here, taking your phone calls on survival and preparedness. I always enjoy these programs. I always love to uh, hear people's ideas and suggestions on how to survive through the tough times. We've got uh, just a huge list of things, and I'm probably going to end up having to go through and uh, re-listen to the archive of this program so that I can uh, kind of collect everything that I missed. But uh, we're going to be putting this together, hopefully in a workable list that folks can uh, use. Maybe we'll even put hyperlinks to those things that we can find to try to make it easy for you to prepare. Uh, let's go back to the phones and uh, take, we got a couple more calls on the line, and you're welcome to join in if you want. 800-313-9443. That's 800-313-9443. And it's a short segment, but we'll hold over the next caller. Chuck in Texas. Do we have Chuck? <clears throat> uh, going once. Going twice. Okay, I don't hear Chuck. So let's let's go and move on to Liz. Liz, are you there? You'll have to turn off your radio. Do we have Liz? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you now. Go ahead. Okay. Um, all the callers had great ideas, and to me, most of them are trinkets. But if you don't actually practice these things, you don't know, you don't have a clue. You don't have a faintest clue. I moved to the Ozarks 10 years ago. You know, if I if I had a bug out bag and I'm overweight, how far can you carry that bug out bag? So what what did you guys put in it? Yeah, well, uh, the other did thing you, is if, if you were listening you have, the first hour, we did mention the weight, and and yeah. and the idea is to um, try to throw out the ideas idea is, on people on things that people can can include or might think about including. Yeah, the idea is to be healthy now, <laughs> carry it for a long distance. The other thing is. Bearing buckets, that's great, but drill yourself, practice, like go out and bury them and then, you know, say, okay, this is it, we got to go, go do it. Mm-hmm. And people who have addictions, cigarette addictions, uh, sugar addictions, uh, caffeine addictions, how long are you going to last? So yeah, clean yourself exactly. off now. Get off. How about fasting? How many of your listeners ever fasted for more than a day? And, and learn to learn how the body feels going without food for a day. Yep. You know, practice now because I'm guarantee you when I move to this 80 acres. I'll tell you what, Liz. I, I'm up against the break. I got a longer segment straight ahead. If you want to hold on, I'll uh, I'll hold you over the break. Okay. Okay, okay. All right, stay with us, folks. We'll continue here in a moment. 800-313-9443 if you'd like to join in. That's 800-313-9443. We'll be back. When you get worried, just plain down hard about your money. 
It's just a case of those old fundamentals. www.governamerica.com. There's a lot of web, uh, a lot of information on the website, uh, all the news from the past week, uh, and other things as well. Different links, different directions for research. So I encourage you to check out the website, governamerica.com. And Nancy has a new article up there as well. So uh, check out the website. And we have Liz on the line right now. And the Liz was just basically saying uh, before the break that uh, we really need to uh, practice. We need to rehearse these things. Uh, isn't that pretty much the gist of what you were saying there, Liz? Yes. And also with the the gun issue, if you, if you can have a handgun, but if you don't know how to use it, you might as well not have it. But the, the thing is, if you have an addiction or you're overweight or you're not healthy, how are you going to survive 20 miles past what you're used to? So right. we had an ice storm here 10 days uh, power basically was shut down, and I embraced it, and I said I need to tweak this and I need to tweak that. So turn your electricity off in your home. I was just going to suggest that. That's absolutely Practice. right. Go kick the mains Practice. off and uh, see what right. you need. See, see how it feels to go without electricity and no water. You know, learn, take a class like art. You would love to have people, uh, I think it's Arthur, I think. Yeah. To learn about herbs and, and do a walkabout on, on wild edibles. Do, learn it. Live what you think it, it needs to be. And, uh, of course, you got to have common sense, which I think is bred out of us. Most people don't have it anymore. <laughs> you can't teach that. That's but anyway, right. practice these things. If you got all these neat things in your bug out bag that, that people are selling today and the RBN has got it, Practice a bug out bag day and go camp and live in your tent and and live it like and put the fear factor in your head like you know somebody's after me because if you don't you're not gonna have a clue yeah. not a clue like well, I said well, I lived out here for ten years and I guarantee you you learn and you learn real quick so how yep. to adapt all right well good show Darren thank you and I listen to you every Saturday. Ah. Well, listen, I, I appreciate it, Liz. Thank you so much. Those are uh, very good suggestions. Hey, Thanks. All right, Nancy, did you have anything else you wanted to say? Darren, I have a recommendation. Okay. Uh, I uh, found a book actually on eBay. Mm -hmm. It was so fascinating, I bought it. It is called Clara's Kitchen, C-L-A-R-A -A apostrophe S, Kitchen. Uh, this is a book that was written by a 94-year-old woman, with the help of her grandson, Christopher. And um, she wrote about how she and her family survived during the Depression, and a lot of how they survived was going out and finding food. Uh, they ate a lot of dandelions. They ate uh, mushrooms when they came in. Uh, they ate a lot of berries. And um, she also provides recipes. And she talks a lot about uh, uh, beans and, of course, rice. 
and a lot of wonderful recipes, but most of these recipes, I get you not there and have like maybe three or four ingredients. And um, it is a fabulously interesting cookbook because she does talk about what happened, what happened to her family, and how they survived years mm -hmm. by finding their food. You know, here's another thing that I, I want to build upon what Liz told us a moment ago, and that is uh, with regard to food preparedness, uh, you need to eat what you store and store what you eat. Uh, I think a lot of people don't realize, you know, a lot of people don't take food preparedness really that serious, and they figure, well, I'll just put, put away just rice and beans. If you If you ever try just changing your diet, all of a sudden, a lot of times it'll upset your stomach, and you'll be uh, you'll be in bad shape if that's all you're going to eat. So you might try if you're planning on just you know making rice and beans just your thing. Uh, you might try eating it for several days and find out just how well it's going to agree with your system. Hey, you know another thing, Darren, too, that I want to add is. Um, uh, if you go to a Dollar General or a Family Dollar, any type of stores like that, they always have um, a shelf or a couple of baskets with um, things that they want to move out. And uh, you can find, for instance, I bought um, things after the holidays, um, stuffing. Um, there, there were holiday things. I bought a gazillion cans of cranberry sauce because they were 45 cents. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, you know, if you get hungry enough, I guarantee you, you'll eat what you got. But That's when right. you can find food on incredible sales, and I really suggest going to dollar stores because they put things on on big sales, too. Buy it all. Have it. Mm -hmm. Just have it. Yep, and rotate it around. Make sure you date everything. We are, we always make sure we date everything. Everything that comes in the house, yep. it's a date. Yep. So you know exactly the date it was bought, the date it was put on the shelf, so that uh, you can rotate and use the oldest stuff first. Yep. Uh, well, it looks like we've exhausted... Uh, our call. So, folks, if you want to call in, you're certainly welcome to do so. 800-313-9443. That's 800-313-9443. You know, with regard to electrical uh, generation, we've uh, had some callers call in and talk about that. I'm looking forward to exploring some of the suggestions that were phoned in. But uh, there's a group called the Utah Preppers, and they're uh, talking about uh, what they use. And uh, this uh, gentleman writing, for several months I've been exploring different options for generating electricity. Uh, my initial search uh, revolved mainly about around gasoline generators, and I decided to get a Honda EU2000i. This is a great unit that can also be converted to accept not only gasoline, but propane and natural gas as well. This makes it a versatile unit worth considering if you have a source for any of these three fuels. However... The more I thought about it, the more I realized that this was not a good option for my needs. I ultimately decided not to buy the generator for a couple of reasons. First, generators are loud. If you're in uh, the crap hit the fan type of scenario and are using only your generator, then you're likely to call attention to yourself because you're the only one in the area making noise. Uh, you will stand out 
you'll attract unwanted attention. Uh, second, the usefulness of this generator is directly dependent, of course, upon the source of the fuel. Uh, when your, your supply runs out, then the generator becomes, well, a heavy paperweight. <coughs> you could barter for additional fuel, of course, but in a dire emergency, uh, the general supply of oil-based fuels will quickly uh, deplete. Prompted by uh, another post, he says, I have been considering acquiring a propane tank, but even still, the usefulness of this item has a hard limit that acts as a barrier for utility. For these reasons, I decided to divert my attention elsewhere. I briefly explored wind generators of various types, but ultimately felt that these weren't a good option. Most of them are likely a very bulky units made primarily to be affixed to your home or another unit like an RV or boat, etc. So I began to look into solar power. I was lucky to have access to an acquaintance that answered all of my questions and helped me determine what was best for me. Along the way, I discovered a few important items that deserve consideration. We are very spoiled living on the grid. To produce the amount of electricity we consume on a daily basis would, if using alternative energy sources, require a significant investment. Uh, many system solutions do not lend themselves to both integration in your home and portability meaning you either set up solar panels or a wind generator or a propane tank, etc., to feed directly into your home grid, or you instead build a portable system that will not be integrated. A hybrid system is possible, though not common. Who wants to go up onto their roof every time they have to unmount a solar panel to take camping? A modest investment in solar technology will not produce anywhere near the amount of electricity we regularly use. Thus, a smaller system would likely not be a wise option for integrating into your home since it would not have much of an impact at all and thus would not be worth spending the money on integrating. <clears throat> he says, my decision was to get a portable system that would lend itself to bugging out, camping, or going mobile for whatever reason. Likewise, I could simply leave it in the backyard to be used at home as well. Here are the details on my configuration. Uh, he says... Uh, as far as batteries are concerned, he says, obviously, the first need are the batteries to store your generated electricity. He says, my battery system and the base of the entire unit is the Xantrex 1500. This is a solid, durable package that contains a, a battery, well, three 17-amp batteries connected together in parallel, and an inverter. Uh, the X-Power Power Pack 1500 is a portable power system that produces household electricity for products rated at 1500 watts or less. It's a clean, quiet alternative to a generator, and it integrates a 60 amp per hour AGM battery with a 1500 watt inverter and produces a 3000 watt surge. Uh, this system is built to run a range of appliances such as standard size refrigerator and microwave oven and office equipment such as a computer, monitor, and fax machine. So that's something you can get. And by the way, you can get that at Xantrex.com, X-A-N-T-R-E-X.com. All right, got to take the break. I'll continue this and finish this up on the other side. And we have other calls as well. 800-313-9443. We're talking preparedness today. Solutions. Join in if you want. We'll be back.
talking preparedness, survival, things that we need to be doing to get ready for that which is to come. And what is that? Well, it could be anything. It could be a power grid outage. Uh, we hear a lot of talk about the sun and these solar bursts. The sun's been very active lately, by the way, and, and, and that's why we have that meter, uh, that thing on the website right now, which uh, sometimes you might go there. It's on the left-hand side, and it's a basically it's a so solar monitor. Whenever uh, NASA detects a solar flare, uh, that it appears there. And, uh, and that's why that's there is, is so we can keep an eye on what the sun's doing because that can affect communications. It can ultimately, in, this, in the most serious situation, it can affect the power grid. And so we need to be ready for these potential eventualities. Uh, it's always a possibility. I don't think, you know, the average person even realizes or stops to think just how dependent we are on this technology with the, with the grid and everything. So we were talking about before the break, Ways that you can store your energy that you generate. Uh, one of the things that was suggested is the Power Pack 1500 from Xantrex. And I think a caller even suggested that as well. Uh, got somewhere in my notes. But this is a, a beautiful unit, which you can get to, get to from Xantrex.com. And I'm looking for a price on this thing. They got different models. Uh, I think it'll run you. It's a little bit of a, a little bit of an investment. I think it's run, run this particular unit, the fifteen hundred, will run around fifteen hundred dollars. If I'm not, I'm sorry, not fifteen hundred, five hundred. I believe is what the uh, overall investment is. But uh, it's got the AC power plugs, the outlets right there. It's got LED meters to indicate uh, how much uh, battery life is left, and uh, it's also got a DC power socket that you can plug in. Uh, so, something to think about, and that's available at Xantrex.com. Uh, I'll tell you what, I'm going to uh, go ahead and go to the phones again, since we have some callers waiting. I'll come back to this uh, if I need to. But anyway, let's let's go out to Tennessee and talk to Bob, who's waiting very patiently. Bob, you're up next. Hello, Bob. Do we have him? I'm not hearing anything. By the way, the number is 800-313-9443. That's 800-313-9443. Do we have Bob? Okay, Bob dropped. I'm sorry to say. All right, we got another Bob, though. Bob in Michigan. Are you there? Uh, yes, sir. All right, go right ahead. Uh, well, I thought you were talking about uh, bugging out from civil unrest. Uh, I was plowing snow in the meantime, so I must have missed it. But uh, half the people in this country are collecting government checks, and they're yeah. in the other half. So you better be prepared for about 30 to 40 years, because this is going to take a generation or two to change. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I, 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 I can't disagree with you. It's going to be a long, long, hard haul. And it's unfortunate that we're so late in the game. Um, what they've engineered, I think that they've engineered to be bad and to take a long time. And, and certainly when we look at the depressions that have taken place in the past, they've been several years. Just trying to be uh, realistic. Yeah. Thank you. I, 
I agree. Thanks so much, Bob. Appreciate it. Uh, we got another call, Sarvin Man. I think it's. I'm not sure. Do we have Sarvin Man? <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Hey, how you doing today? Greetings. Well, I'm doing well. It is Sovereign Man from Freedom Land. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I, I called prior. Um, I think I, I remember talking to you. Go ahead. Yeah. God bless you guys. Hey, um. I, I've been hearing about like uh, edibles. Uh, I'd mm-hmm. like to recommend. Uh, can I recommend uh, somebody's product? It's uh, Lyndon sure. Runyon uh, of the field. That's a website. You can go to it. She has identifying cards. To I mean, there's over 50 edible herbs that grow wild. At, uh, you know, all over North America. So in in that situation, you know, you can actually. I think she does a deal on a package. You know, so you can teach your family if you if can you're you give, give, her, give her information again. It's uh, the the website is called ofthefield.com. Okay, of the field. Yeah, she actually has real nice packaged and uh, videos to teach you how to basically survive on just herbs. I mean, I, I never knew this. A a one cup of uh, dandelion greens. I think we lost him. Okay, well, we're uh, going to take the bottom of the hour break. We'll continue on here, folks. Taking your phone cals, 800-313-9443 if you want to talk preparedness. 800-313-9443. We'll be back. Yeah. 
teas, lentils, things like this, they're really good to have. Uh, peanut butter is really good to have because it is caloric. Uh, it has fats in it and it's protein. Oatmeal, um, the, the little ready-made oatmeal packets are great. Uh, but uh, lots of oatmeal is good. It's good for us, and it's filling. Um, canned goods. Um, cans uh, are not extremely portable, but for, you know, burrowing in at home, having canned goods is a good thing. Buy them on sale. Buy them by the case. And buy every kind. Uh, buy potatoes, buy beans, buy carrots, buy mixed. Uh, everything that you can. Fruit is very expensive um, in in cans. Uh, we're probably going to have to cut down on fruit. But well, fruit, fruit uh, doesn't really store it, very well in cans either. Right. And when you buy it, um, it you want to try to buy it in a lighter syrup, and you want to try to buy citrus. Uh, you want to maybe mandarins, maybe um, pineapple. Citrus fruits uh, are probably better. One thing that's really, really good for us, Darren, are um, hot sauces. Uh, they have a lot of vitamins in them, and they're good for us, and they're going to add flavor to what is probably going to be bland cooking. And so uh, pick up uh, some hot sauces. Uh, I know you can get them at the dollar store. Um, uh, how much baking we're going to be doing is really debatable unless you've got a solar oven. But it is always good because you can make flatbreads in a, in a skillet. And so having some flour, uh, some sugar, uh, things like this is good. Have some yeast. Um, you want to have a lot of oil. And oil has multiple purposes. You can actually burn it in an oil lamp, vegetable oil, if necessary. But um, for cooking, it is something that's very, very important. Um, dried milk and dried potatoes are really, really, really good things to have. Dried milk is very expensive. And so, you know, if you got a few extra bucks, pick up a box and then just Store it. Put it in your storage. Um, flaky potatoes, dehydrated potatoes, they're actually relatively inexpensive. And if you go to a place like Gordon's Food Service, you can actually buy them in pretty large quantities. They're very filling. You can add some bouillon to it. You can add some flavoring to it. Um, if you uh, can get to an Amish store, uh, a lot of these things uh, that that we can actually buy in bulk at the, with the Amish are actually far, far, far less expensive buying from them as well. So check into uh, Amish markets in your area. And, um, you know, you just want to buy things with very long shelf lives. Uh, I, I walked into a dollar store a few weeks ago, Darren, and they had canned hams on sale. Mm -hmm. Well, I bought them all. And, yep. you know, they're small. But, you know, I could divide those up into fours and have, you know, four gigantic pots of soup. And, you know, you just think about how do you stretch meals. Uh, we're, we're obviously going to be using less 
uh, animal protein, we may come to a p- point where the only way we have it is through hunting. Yeah. Uh, if we're even allowed to do that. And, well, um, it, it so, may not be a matter of whether we're allowed to or not. We we just may end up doing it. No, yeah. You well, well you're civil unrest breaks that. out. The whole system breaks down. We may not have a choice. Yeah, we may but, not have a choice. If, if it's and, survived, uh, on we'll that do it. note, you want to make sure that you've got some way to catch fish. And one more thing, people, um, in regards to protein. Um, you know, it's really, really easy to trap a raccoon. You don't even necessarily have to have a trap. Um, uh, you, if, you know, you can eat raccoon. You can eat squirrel. Um, there's a lot of animals out there that you can eat. You can, of course, eat rabbits. You can raise rabbits. Uh, but, you know, these critters really aren't that difficult to trap. But, you know, if you can come by a trap somewhere and very inexpensively, it's not a bad thing to have. But then you've got to know how to process it. And so you might want to grab a book or print something off on um, the Internet so that you know what to do if you catch a critter. Yeah, the Internet is just such a valuable resource, and there's just so much information there while we still have access to it. Yes. So make use of it while you have it. Yeah, that's exactly right. When the uh, the stuff hits the air circulator, it may not be there. And you know, the other thing um, I would tell you too, Darren, is you know, people we we throw so much away. Uh, we we want to stop doing that. You know, if you've got old bedding, just wash it, pack it up, and hold on to it. Um, you know, there's a lot of material in old sheets. Um, there's a lot of uh, warmth in a blanket that's got some rips in it. We don't throw everything out. Um, we really, really have to look at potential scenarios for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, what we will need is everything, Darren. There's a whole lot of fire starting in a bunch of books. There's a whole lot of, you know, all you've got to do is look around and you will be surprised at what you have. There's a whole lot of glass in the pictures that we have hanging all over our houses if we get a broken window or we need glass for some other reason. Um, You know, don't throw things out. We need to start preserving. We have uh, we have some calls on the line. Uh, let me uh, go to line four and take George in Wisconsin. George. Buddy, I got hey. some uh, information for our listeners. I've been getting a newsletter for eight, nine years. It's called uh, Live Free USA, mm-hmm. and the website is americansurvivor.org. And it got excellent stuff. I put a lot of their information into my newsletters. And I'm wondering if anybody out there remembers Kurt Saxon. The poor man's 007. And how about you? Do you ever hear of him? No, I don't think so. I don't oh, well, so. I, I've been passing out hundreds of videos, and he does things on there. He has a, he'll show you how to make a dehydrator of a 100-watt bulb in a cardboard box, and then also a lot of uh, those sprout items, which we have. And I've got one book a guy gave me at my free market stand, oh, nine, ten years ago, from 1984, called Kirk Saxon's The Weaponeer. And, man, is there a lot of info in there. When I was broadcasting, I used to read a lot of the things there. They even show how to make a uh, 
single shot, 12 gauge shotgun out of some pipes and an end cap, a little mm -hmm. nail, and you hold it on your side and whammo. So that's some uh, good stuff. So I don't know if anybody heard of him. Maybe on that eBay they got some of the old things. He's really funny, and what it is, the first time I saw him, he's got fingers missing, and that's one of our latest terrorist things. If you got fingers missing, you could be a terrorist, right? <laughs> yeah, they oh, pretty man. much have have a category for everybody, don't they? Yes, sir. All so, right, keep up the, the good work there, brother. Yeah, before you go, yes, uh, give the name one more time, Kurt Saxon. Oh, yeah, Kurt Saxon, and the last, well, the name is spelled K-U-R-T, and his mm -hmm. last name is S-A-X-O-N. And he was called okay. the Poor Man's 007, and his videos are great. Maybe I'll have my buddy who does eBay put some of these up there, you know, really cheap just to get them out there, because I've passed out hundreds since the 90s when I first got his stuff. All right, and, and the other uh, website you gave was... Okay, uh, the some... other one is uh, Live Free. They're out of uh, Munster, Indiana, and it's americansurvivor.org. Okay. Very good. I use a lot of it in my newsletters. All right. I appreciate that. Dave. All right. God bless you, brother and sister. God. Keep up the yeah, good God, work. God bless you. All right. Thanks Thank so you, much sir. for calling in. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, I'm not sure how many of these people we have. Uh, a sovereign man in Freedom Land, we talked to him, and we lost him. I don't know if he's back. All right. I'm not hearing him, so let's go to – do we have Chuck in Texas? I hear somebody coughing. Oh, that would be me. I'm sorry. Okay. Let's go to John in Tennessee. I think John's back. Yeah, Darren, I'm here. Yeah, there you are. We finally got somebody to talk back. Well, I appreciate that. Um, twice in a day. Listen, you're talking about solar vents and uh, solar solar energy. Mm -hmm. I want to suggest to people that if you have a two-way radio or a ham radio or any type of solid-state electronics that you want to protect against a solar event, then you need to get you a Faraday cage, which is nothing more than a five-gallon pail or an old trash can that are galvanized that will protect your electronic instruments, your electronic items, keep them in storage, keep them in a Faraday can, and then you're, you'll be able to use it. Uh, you know, as far as what Nancy's saying about about eating animals and whatnot, listen, don't wait until you have to know how to do it. Blood blood won't kill you. You don't have to you don't have to gut a fish to eat a fish. You can peel the meat from from the skeleton and never do anything to get your hands dirty. You can do this thing with animals. You know, you, you cut the meat off. That's all you're doing. We, we have become so accustomed, Darren, to going to Piggly Wiggly and Kroger and Walmart that we don't think, hey, where does meat come from? It comes from the store. So if you can allow someone in China or Mexico or 21 different countries to grind your hamburger, the hamburger that you get at Kroger's, people don't know, the hamburger that you get at Walmart may be that two pounds that you got may have meat from 20 different cows. You know, so, it's interesting that you say that because I, I, I covered years ago. Uh, in fact, I, I could probably find the article if I, I had time. Um, you're absolutely right. It, multiple countries, uh, the average burger yeah. has meat from, from different countries. It's just remarkable. All right. Uh, so well, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Bye -bye. Hey, pre appreciate the call there, John. Thank you so much. All right, folks, so we're at the... Uh, 
at the break again already, and we have one more call we'll take after the break, and she'll be our last call. Stay with us. We'll be back. Thank you, everyone, for participating in the uh, show today. We have a lot of great suggestions. And uh, Dan in Santa Barbara says that check out the Sea Crane Company. Uh, they have wind-up radios and things like that that can be used in an emergency. And also I get this from Jim. He says, Darren, I've been listening to today's show first time since before Christmas. He says, lost my Internet for a while. Anyway, for batteries, to make them last longer, take them out, take them out of, say, your flashlight or at least... Use a piece of cardboard to break the circuit. He says, I bought everything for emergency AA. The reason is if you can get a cheap AA charger at your big box store in the form of a solar yard lights. Uh, most use double, single AA batteries, and just make sure the batteries are easily removed. Charge them during the day. Take them out for use at night. I bought... Uh, Eight for around $15. If the pack is not waterproof, use a garbage bag inside to keep your stuff dry. The lady that called in just suggested cotton balls for fire starters. Well, most people throw away one of the best fire starting uh, uses, and that's dryer lint. Something to think about. Also, a flint and steel and magnesium starter. So that's Jim. I believe he's in Arizona. Thank you, Jim. And let's go to Blue in Tennessee. She's on the line right now, and she's our last caller. Blue, go ahead. Hey. Hey, Grace. Um, the reason I called her is treasure the wisdom that was from the past. We've already had a generation that has gone through a depression. One of the most treasured things, and the only thing that I wanted when my grandmother passed away, was her 1944 Watkins cookbook. And if you go to the back of that cookbook, it will tell you how to survive the depression. Yep. It will show you recipe after recipe after recipe how to stretch your sugar, how to stretch your flour. Mm -hmm. so make sure that you start going to estate sales and looking through the, the cookbooks. Because this is information I, it's very difficult to find online. Right. Uh, another thing with your, with, with your dryer lunch. Mm -hmm. um, to make it even more effective, um, take Vaseline or cooking oil and, and roll it into a ball, uh -huh. and it makes it much more effective. All right. Hey, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Uh, another right. thing, that, another thing that Jim says. He says, uh, forgot to add another fire starting aid. He says you can say an an Altoid metal box. You know the Altoid mint boxes. You can punch a hole in it, uh, put cotton cloth in it, and throw, throw it in the fire. It will char the cotton, and it will start a fire with the flint and steel, which are available at outdoor camping stores. The brand name on mine is Cognans uh, for the next fire, of course. Anyway, thanks to Jim in Arizona for that. So many more tips for tips, and if you want to... Uh, to add yours to the fray, you can go ahead and email them at radio at com. That's radio at com, and I will include that in the show notes when I go through and type all this up. And we'll put it up on the website permanently. Thank you so much, everyone, for participating in the show today. Thank you, Nancy. Oh, you're welcome, Darren. Great show. Yeah, and we'll uh, certainly, we'll probably do this again in the future, I'm sure. 
because there's always great ideas that are uh, are presented, and uh, I think this is what we need to do, folks. We need to get ready. As I said, there are some things we have control of, some things we don't, but uh, we can uh, certainly be ready for that which is to come, for sure. All right, folks, pray for this republic. Do what you can to restore it. I hope you'll join us again next week, and we'll talk to you soon. of our republic, waging war on the new world order. This is the Dr. stations all across the country and live and archived on the World Wide Web. This is Govern America. I'm Darren Weeks, your host here for the next three hours. It's nice to have you with us once again as we document the crisis of our republic and reminding of our national, state, and individual autonomy. Today is the 20th of December, 2014, ladies and gentlemen. We have a lot planned for you in this broadcast. Uh, there's so many directions we can go, so many uh, things happening today. Uh, but I wanted to tackle this uh, CIA uh, torture report a little bit. I know a lot of folks have been talking about this, but I think we uh, have to discuss it because I think I have a working theory about the reason why this is going on. And my working theory has to do with the fact that I what, what I think is happening today with all this uh, all this information that's being dumped out there. I think the establishment has come to a point where they are doing the best they can to make the United States look bad. And, and frankly, it's not difficult to do, given the fact that they have worked so hard at engaging in criminal activities all over the world, uh, you know, torturing people all over the world as it's being revealed. And certainly this torture report has uh, much of it is still classified. So we don't know the half of it. What's in the other 4,400 and something odd pages that are still classified? And what kind of horror would we would, would be revealed if we knew what was in the rest of this report? Uh, you know, we had John McCain on the, on the uh, Senate floor and we might as well just dive right in. Uh, here's what he had to say. I have read the executive summary, and I also uh, have been briefed on the entirety of this report. Now, understand here, ladies and gentlemen, again, I'm, not, I'm no fan of John McCain. And as you'll see, this is his, uh, he's actually against, supposedly against, he's arguing against uh, the uh, people who, are criticizing the release of this report. Okay, so supposedly he's all in favor. He's all about the report being released and transparency and government and all this. But, man, I'll tell you what, if this is your ally, <laughs> uh, you don't need any enemies. I rise in support of the release, the long-delayed release, of the Senate Intelligence Committee's summarized unclassified review of the so-called enhanced interrogation techniques that were employed 
by the previous administration to extract information from captured terrorists. Okay, first of all, this is a fallacy. Uh, and this is the big argument that's conveniently being overlooked in all of this debate. Okay, we don't know that these people were terrorists, ladies and gentlemen. He's saying that this was, a, this was to extract information from captured terrorists. The fact is, uh, these people who were tortured under this program were never given a trial. They were captured. He got that part right. Uh, but they've never been convicted of anything. So we don't know that they were terrorists or if they just happened to be in the wrong place at the right time. Well, he goes on to talk about our values. <laughs> yeah, a, a senator lecturing us about our values. This ought to be rich. But the American people are entitled to it. Nonetheless, they must know when the values that define our nation are intentionally disregarded by our security policies, even those policies that are conducted in secret, they must be able to make informed judgments about whether those policies and the personnel who supported them were justified in compromising our values. Let me clue you in, Mr. McCain. There's absolutely no justification for compromising our values. Uh, you consider trying it sometime? Whether they served a greater good or whether, as I believe, they stayed in our national honor. Uh -huh. Did much harm and little practical good. What were the policies? What was their purpose? Did they achieve it? Did they make us safer? Less safe? Or did they make no difference? What did they gain us what did they cost us the american people need the answers to these questions uh-huh in other words the end justifies the means if torture was done for the greater good ladies and gentlemen hey that's fine uh, we have to weigh the good against the bad and muddle through uh you know this is moral relativism ladies and gentlemen and this is the kind of stuff that your children are being taught in the public schools today many private schools as well because they're grant funded funded by the government uh and understand you know moral relativism is is the means the the system the uh morality that the capitol hill operates upon and all of washington really and, and you know so 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 we see this coming out in, in mccain's speech no wonder this country's in the toilet. You can justify anything when there's no, no moral absolutes. Now, um, uh, <laughs> he goes on to talk about in a speech of, uh, you know, about all, it's all about transparency. And yet he's defending secrecy. I guess that's more of his situational ethics, huh? Yes, some things must be kept from public disclosure to protect clandestine operations, sources, and methods, but not the answers to these questions. By providing them, the committee has empowered the American people to come to their own decisions about whether we should have employed such practices in the past and whether we should consider permitting them in the future. Here's some clarity for you, John. There are some lines that you don't cross for any reason. Uh, you know, and, and just to give you a, just to give you a point of uh, what we're talking about here, ladies and gentlemen. Let me uh, let me examine. Let me go through some of the list of some of the things that's in this report. And by the way, I will put uh, all of this stuff in the show notes after the broadcast as i always do 
on the website at governamerica.com. We will have the, uh, the complete report, uh, at least the declassified version of it, that you can go and read in its entirety uh, with the exception of all the stuff they redacted. And it's worth reading because uh, there's a lot in there. And some of the, some of the findings, of course, in this 6,000-page report is that the CIA's use of what they call enhanced interrogation techniques was not an effective means of acquiring intelligence or gaining cooperation from detainees. Surprise, surprise. Uh, number two, the CIA's justification for the use of its enhanced interrogation techniques rested on inaccurate claims of their effectiveness. Number three, the interrogations of CIA detainees were brutal and far worse than the CIA represented to policymakers and others. Uh, the conditions of confinement for CIA, this is number four, conditions of confinement for them, the detainees, were harsher than the CIA had represented to policymakers and others. Number five, the CIA repeatedly provided inaccurate information to the Department of Justice, impeding a proper legal analysis of the CIA's detention and interrogation program. Number six, the CIA has actively avoided or impeded congressional oversight of the program. The CIA, number seven, uh, the CIA impeded effective White House oversight and decision-making. Number eight, the CIA's operation and management of the program complicated and in some cases impeded the national security missions of other executive branch agencies. Number nine, the CIA impeded oversight by the CIA's Office of Inspector General. Uh, the CIA coordinated, number ten, the release of classified information to the media including accurate information concerning the effectiveness of the CIA's enhanced interrogation techniques. And number 11, the CIA was unprepared as it began operating its detention and interrogation program more than six months after being granted detention authorities. I'll tell you what, I'll finish this up. I've got more audio, uh, some of the things that you're about to hear. And by the way, I want to say, uh, if you have small children in the room, you might want to get them out of the room. Because some of the things we're going to be talking about uh, is a little sensitive, just to give you a, a fair warning during the break. All right, we're, we got the break coming up. Uh, this is Govern America. The chat room is open, chat.governamerica.com, and we'll be back in a few here on RBN. <laughs> This is Govern America, the website www.governamerica.com. That's governamerica.com, where we have all the broadcasts posted, and we have the show notes posted with those broadcasts. Uh, every, uh, every broadcast that's there uh, is below, you know, the show notes are below those, uh, those files. So you can go there and listen, and you can go there, download the shows, keep the shows, which I encourage you to do, by the way, ladies and gentlemen because we don't know how long we're going to be able to do this. Uh, our hope is, in doing this, that some of this information will survive for future generations to become inspired, motivated to do something about it. Uh, everything goes in cycles as the other side tries to clamp down upon the Internet and upon our free speech rights, and that's coming. Uh, you know, enjoy the Internet while you have it. Because any changes that they 
engage in the Internet will not be for Internet freedom. It will not be for Internet freedom of speech. And I am very concerned about this push for net neutrality. And I know I'm getting a little off topic here, but we'll get back. But I, I do want to say that I'm very concerned about this uh, regulation of the uh, Internet. Regulation, ladies and gentlemen, is never a good thing because it, well, I shouldn't say that. There are certain cases where regulation, I'm not a libertarian where I think that all regulation is bad, necessarily. Um, however, we do not want regulations on the Internet. Uh, we do not want this because <laughs> it's, it's going to be about clamping down your freedom of speech. That's the way it is. This is the golden age of the Internet right now. And uh, so I encourage you to save the files, uh, keep, it, keep it on a hard drive. We don't know how long we're going to be able to do this. And also I encourage you to go to the website at governamerica.com. If you have a, you can download a free, uh, there's, there's free programs on the Internet where you can download uh, the software and they're, they're podcast catchers. And what they do is you plug in the uh, URL, the, the web address of an RSS feed for a podcast, and you can uh, it will automatically update you when there's new shows available. So you can go to the website and do this, and it will, you know, the, the all every broadcast that we do, whenever we have a new broadcast, will be delivered right to you. So all that stuff is up on the website at governamerica.com. That's governamerica.com. And check that out. Uh, we work very hard to make all that stuff available to you. All right, before I talk us out of time, I'm going to get back at it. Uh, we're talking about the CIA torture report today, as well as other things. I mean, this is, I, I don't want to spend the whole show on this, but we're discussing some of the things that these, this report found. Now, the uh, CIA was unprepared as it began operating its detention and interrogation program more than six months after being granted detention authorities. The CIA's management and operation of its detention and interrogation program was deeply flawed. Or is that the under... <laughs> it wasn't deeply flawed, ladies and gentlemen. It was... <laughs> it shouldn't have existed. That's the point. This whole thing operates upon the premise that we were really genuinely attacked on 9-11. And we don't have to get back into 9-11. Uh, those of us who have done the research on it are thoroughly convinced this was a Hegelian situation engineered by the government so that they could end the military-industrial complex of which Dick Cheney and, Pete, and people like Rumsfeld and Bush were all a part of. So this was all engineered and for the purpose of starting wars, for the purpose of keeping happy shareholders, and for the purpose of turning this country into a police state, uh, which is exactly what they've done. Anyway, they claim it was flawed throughout the program's duration, particularly so in 2002 and early 2003. Number 13, two contract psychologists devised the CIA's enhanced interrogation techniques and played a central role in the operation, assessments, and management of the CIA's detention and interrogation program. By 2005, the CIA had overwhelmingly outsourced operations related to the program. Number 14, 
CIA detainees, prisoners, listeners, prisoners, were subjected to coercive interrogation techniques, coercive, but had not been approved by the Department of Justice or had not been authorized by CIA headquarters. Number 15, the CIA did not conduct a comprehensive or accurate accounting of the number of individuals uh, it had imprisoned and held individuals who did not meet the legal standard for detention. Did you hear that? That's very important because we don't know who they've captured. And you're going to hear audio in a moment from Dick Cheney justifying this whole operation on the premise of 9-11. And he's going to say that he has no sympathy for these people who have attacked us and are responsible for over 3,000 Americans dying. None of these people have been given a trial, ladies and gentlemen. None of these people have been given a fair hearing. We don't even know who these people are, and according to this document, nobody even really knows the number that they've captured. And why is this all important? Because, ladies and gentlemen, today is the big bad boogeyman in the caves everywhere. Tomorrow, listeners, it's you and your children or your grandchildren. Because if you think they're going to stop, if this goes unchecked, this will continue. And, you know, all we have to do is look at the uh, the drone program. Remember how the drone program? Oh, that was all for over there. That was over there. And now we have them flying in American skies. How long is it going to be before drones are bombing you and your family in targeted strikes? It's the camel's nose under the tent, ladies and gentlemen. I don't like where we're headed today. Number 16. The CIA failed to adequately evaluate the effectiveness of its enhanced interrogation techniques. Number 17. The CIA rarely reprimanded or held personnel accountable for serious or significant violations, inappropriate activities, and systematic and individual management failures. The CIA... Number 18, marginalized and ignored numerous internal critiques, criticisms, and objections concerning the operation and management of the CIA's detention and interrogation program, torture program, ladies and gentlemen. Number 19, the CIA's detention and interrogation program was inherently unsustainable and had effectively ended by 2006 due to the unauthorized press disclosures, reduced cooperation from other nations, and legal and oversight concerns. How do we know that they ended the program? My belief is the program's probably still going strong. Maybe that's what's still in the other uh, unclassified, or, or still classified, rather, uh, part, is that the program continues. Number 20. Uh, the CIA's detention and interrogation program damaged the United States standing in the world and resulted in other significant monetary and non-monetary costs. Now, just to go down a list, and I don't want to spend too much time on this, but to go down a list of some of the things that they're talking about here, and some of this you will be familiar with because you've probably heard it other places. I don't know who all is talking about this and in what depth because I don't listen to other shows. But the CIA had force-fed some prisoners orally and or anally in order to establish total control over the detainee. The committee found 
that at least five CIA detainees were subjected to rectal rehydration or rectal feeding without documented medical necessity. Uh, how can you ever have a medical necessity for doing this? Rectal rehydration? I'll tell you what, i got to take the break already. Times, this is going to be one of those shows. Time is going to be our enemy. Stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. This is the Republic Broadcasting Network. Don't go away. about the uh, CIA torture report uh, enhanced interrogation, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and, of course, that's their buzz phrase for it. Uh, oh, it's not torture. It's just enhanced interrogation. Well, I don't care what you call a pig. It's still a pig. And these people are worse than pigs. Uh, I, I, I just... They're monsters. I mean, there's no other way for, to describe it. Anybody that would do this to another human being is a monster, is a psychopath, is a lunatic. And uh, especially for the reasons for which this is done. There's no justification for doing it. But the reasons that are doing it, the reasons that they're trying to justify this for, is to keep us safe. You know, we're crossing a threshold into something that I believe Americans will be the recipients of in the coming days. I can just hear a lot of people out there in, in, in the United States. Well, maybe not a lot, but I can hear a few that are saying, well, you know what, these these terrorists are, you know, they were trying to do us harm and, you know, I don't care. Whatever whatever they got to do to keep us safe, that's all, that's all that I'm concerned about. This is not keeping us safe. This is a danger to everything that we stand for in this country, ladies and gentlemen. I want to get through this list real quick because I've got some more audio to play. Uh, again, I'm reading, I'm sharing some of the stuff that were found in the report that was just declassified last week. Uh, the committee found that at least five CIA detainees, prisoners, listeners, were subjected to rectal rehydration. Okay, we already covered that. Um, at least one prisoner was diagnosed with chronic hemorrhoids, an anal fissure, and symptomatic rectal prolapse, symptoms normally associated with a violent rape. CIA officials Scott Miller and James Pavitt were told that rectal exams of at least two prisoners had been conducted with, quote, excessive force. Threats to rape and murder were made against the children or family members of prisoners. In November 2002, the CIA killed at least one prisoner during interrogation by hypothermia. No CIA employees were disciplined as a result of his death. Uh, 
at least four in, uh, prisoners with injury to their legs, two with broken feet, one with a sprained ankle, and one with an amputated leg were forced to stand on their injuries. Prisoners were told that they would be killed. Uh, for example, one was told, we can never let the world know what we have done to you. Another was told that the only way that they would be allowed to leave the prison would be in a coffin. One CIA interrogator who was subsequently sent home early threatened a prisoner with a gun and power drill and played Russian roulette with him. At least two prisoners were victims of mock executions. Several prisoners almost died and became completely unresponsive or nearly drowned during waterboarding. Uh, Abu Zabeda's eye, he's one of the prisoners that they named in the report, his eye was so badly damaged during his time in prison that it, was, it had to be surgically removed. Prisoners were kept awake for one week, 180 hours, over one week, 180 hours, causing at least five to experience disturbing hallucinations. One prisoner was psychologically traumatized to the point of being a broken man, but CIA operatives stopped short of completely breaking him, whatever that means. Prisoners were forced to use buckets for toilets. As punishment, the waste bucket could be removed from a prisoner's cell. A report by the Federal Bureau of Prisons found that they had never been uh, in a facility where individuals were so sensory deprived, i.e. constant white noise, no talking, everyone in the dark, with the guards wearing a light on their head when they collected and escorted a, a detainee to an interrogation cell, detainees constantly being shackled to the wall or floor, and the starkness of each cell, concrete and bars. There is nothing like this in the Federal Bureau of Prisons. Detainees were not being treated humanely. Uh, Janet Gull was tortured. Janet Gull was tortured for months based on false accusations made by an informant. Did you get that, ladies and gentlemen? And again, this goes in line with what we were saying before about these people. Let, you know, supposedly we're supposed to believe they're all terrorists. And yet we have in Iraq, or I'm sorry, Afghanistan, I believe, the United States in the early days of the War of Terror, the United States was working with the Northern Alliance, paying them money to give them, quote, terrorists. And keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we've talked about this before. The Northern Alliance, having a monetary incentive, were kidnapping people, innocent people, just because they were there. And turning them over to the United States and saying, here's your terrorist operatives. These are a lot of the people that ended up in places like Guantanamo Bay and other CIA secret prisons around the world. So, false accusations made by an informant. One prisoner was placed in a box the size of a coffin for over 11 days and was also placed for 29 hours in a box 21 inches or 53 centimeters wide, two and a half feet deep uh, and two and a half feet high. Unbelievable. CIA interrogators used unauthorized forms of torture, such as forcing a prisoner to stand with his hand over his head for two and a half days, putting a pistol next to his head and bathing him with a stiff brush. One detainee was subjected to ice water baths 
and 66 hours of standing, uh, standing sleep depri deprivation. He was later released as the CIA had mistaken his identity. Torture of prisoners led to serious mental harm, dementia, paranoia, insomnia, and attempts at self-harm, including suicide. Of the 119 known detainees, at least 39 were tortured by the CIA. In at least six cases, the CIA used torture on suspects before evaluating whether they would be willing to cooperate. So it was a policy of torture first, ask questions later. This is what the scumbags did, and I believe probably are continuing to do. We're supposed to believe that this is all over. We're supposed to believe that this is just a, a black eye in our past. And, I, you know, I, I come back to, again, ladies and gentlemen, why now? All of a sudden, on the heels of this nationwide police brutality thing that's sweeping this entire country, it's very interesting that the truth is starting to leak out about the CIA, at least some of the truth, about the CIA torture program. Now, I believe this report is telling the truth. I don't believe it's telling all of it. I, we know it's not telling all of it because much of it's still classified. But the question I have is, why are they doing this? Why are they doing this now? Hmm, I got some answers to that question later on, but first I want to I play a little audio. Dick Cheney was on Fox News recently. And he described what he thought of this report. Well, I, I think it's a terrible piece of work, basically. Uh, it seems to me it's deeply flawed. They didn't bother to interview key people involved in the program. Um, and I think that uh, it, it's a sort of a classic example, which you see too often in Washington, where a group of politicians get together and sort of throw the professionals under the bus. We've seen it happen before. I can remember here around Contra. What happened here was that we asked the agency to go take steps and put in place programs that were designed to catch the bastards who killed 3,000 of us on 9-11 and to make sure it didn't happen again. And that's exactly what they did, and they deserve a lot of credit, not the kind of uh, condemnation that they're receiving from the Senate. Well, they deserve credit. These professionals deserve credit for everything they did. Rectal rehydration. They deserve credit for playing Russian roulette with an inmate. They deserve credit for uh, putting a guy's eye out. Hey, that's all par for the course. Forcing inmates to stand on their broken bones. Do I need to go on? I just read the laundry list. No, Dick Cheney. This report isn't a terrible piece of work. You are. Anyway, i got to take a break here. Uh, we'll continue with some of the Cheney audio. I want to get through this as quickly as we can because there's a lot of other things happening. We've got normalization of relations with Cuba now, at least moves toward doing that. Uh, the U.S. Uh, Obama acted on his own again. Oh, boy. You know, he, he's awful good at that, isn't he? Uh, Mr. Dictator in the White House. Uh, and so we, get, we can talk about that as well. We get some climate change news, uh, you know, global warming. That's back in the, uh, on the spotlight. A lot going on. Stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. Continue. 
talking about the CIA torture report, some of the revelations that were revealed, and the terrible stain upon our nation that these globalist scumbags like Dick Cheney, warmongering sociopath, uh, is responsible for, are responsible for. Anyway, before the break, we played some audio from Despot Dick talking about how the report was a terrible piece of work. Uh, anyway, he goes on. New York Times writes it this way about the report. When told about one detainee being chained to the ceiling of his cell, clothed in a diaper and forced to urinate and defecate on himself, even a president known for his dead or alive swagger expressed discomfort. True? I don't have any idea. I've never heard of such a thing. Brett, I, uh, I guess partly what really bugs me as I watch all this process unfold is the men and women of the CIA did exactly what we wanted to have them do in terms of taking on this program. We said, we've got to go use enhanced techniques. They were just following orders. Seems to me like I heard that someplace before. Guess what? Gaspit dick. It didn't fly then, and it's not flying now. We're going to find out. We've got Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, who's the mastermind of 9-11, who has killed 3,000 Americans, taken down the World Trade Center, hit the Pentagon, would have taken out the White House or the Capitol building, um, if, in fact, uh, they hadn't been for the passengers of United 93. He is uh, in our uh, possession. We know he's the architect. And what are we supposed to do? Kiss him on both cheeks and say, please, please, tell us what you know. Of course not. We did exactly what needed to be done in order to to catch those who were guilty on 9-11 and to prevent a further attack. And we were successful on both parts. This and report says it was not successful. The report's full of crap, excuse me. I said who yesterday, let me use the real word. You're on cable. It's, that's, it's okay. You yeah. can believe it. Yeah, yeah the full, report's full of crap, all right. It's all the crap that you did to people who were never, again, folks, i got to stress, these people were never given a trial. They were never convicted of a crime. Not that that matters. Because we don't do that to people here in the United States. This is not how we operate in this country. But we do now. A new, uh, and you know, <laughs> uh, this, what, what this does, ladies and gentlemen, is this desensitizes the public to the horrors. And I believe this is a collective conditioning process. I believe part of the reason why a lot of this stuff is coming out with the police state, the militarism in the streets, uh, it's become very prominent, is, is this is the establishment telling you that you don't have any rights anymore. This is the establishment getting, used to, getting you used to the idea that this is a reality and this can happen. Every single thing, every single time one of these things are released, every single time we, we cross a new threshold into greater totalitarian brutality, it sets the new precedent. It sets the new norm. In the minds of the people, as horror, horrified as they might be, many of them, many of us, it gets you used to the new norm, the new paradigm. It is a conditioning process that's taking place right now. And, as we'll see, this is something also worldwide that people are looking at. And when the United States falls, who's going to be there to stand with her? Who's going to be there to stand with the American people when the collapse happens? As surely it will. 
questions are out there in terms of there being some problems in the uh, program. There may well have been, but I don't think they represented that the Senate report represents the, the truth of what actually happened. Of course, you wouldn't know because you haven't read the report. He had one detainee, Gold Rockman, who died in captivity in November 2002. 3,000 3, Americans died on 9-11 because of what these guys did, and I have no sympathy for them. Okay, once again, ladies and gentlemen, I don't think we need to go back into 9-11. Uh, we've talked endlessly, uh, ad nauseum.